Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. And I'm Steve. Welcome to episode 137. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. If you've never seen the show before, this is our once-weekly live show. We talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, entertainment, pop culture, sometimes a little Star Trek. We do drink beer on the show. Uh, And if you're drinking along with us, let me know what you're drinking in chat, and we'll give some early show shout-outs. Also keep in mind that although we do drink alcohol on the show, we try to keep the show as family-friendly in both language and content as possible. Uh, All Super Chats are read on the air, assuming they're appropriate. Uh, And don't be a jerk in chat. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at you, Big Big Spoon. Looking at you, Spoon. (laughs) My eyes on you. Welcome to the show, everyone. (laughs) Steve, how's it going? Uh, It's going pretty good. It's uh, starting starting to clear up, getting better weather out here. Mm-hmm. It's the first time in a long time where the sun came out. I think it's been, what, torrential downpours for like the last four or five days. It's been a weird June because yeah. usually like by Memorial Day, it's pretty nice in Oregon. Yeah. You know, especially here in the Valley. It has been just torrential downpour for at least the last week where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, th- this is this is like the first nice day we've had, yeah. I think, in about three weeks. Yeah, no, it uh, is. So I actually got out and celebrated and got a haircut. Nice. That's open. That give me a haircut. I so need one. (laughs) It is. It is beyond bad at this moment. Yeah. Um. Let's see. New lighting, Jeff. No, I didn't get any new lighting. I just I did rejigger it a little bit. So hopefully it's a little softer. My lighting is horrible. I have like this track lighting up above me (laughs) that are basically just three spotlights. So I have to finagle them to make it just not look like absolute horror show in here. I look like, you know, got the deep shadows over my eyes. I got to move them all over the place to make it not look yeah. weird. Sorry, I realized I didn't uh, set the mood lighting behind me. There oh, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> I think we're going to go bwah, like a bwah, teal bwah, tonight. Bwah. There we go. I've been feeling tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh... Let's get the show on the road. Steve, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, well, I got, uh, I don't know what I'm going to start out with, but here's the, here's my three options. Let's get, let's get your rundown. Okay. My rundown here. <laughs> uh, I have the Island Colada cream ale. It's got, uh, it's a cream ale with coconut and pineapple by, by, by Kona Brewing. Ooh. So this is, um, hopefully, hopefully this will be good. I don't know. Kona's pretty decent. Yeah. Commercial, like commercial beer, but you know, yeah. pretty, pretty decent. Um, I got Spoonful of Sugar from Illuminated Brew Works. It's a double dry hopped, double India, uh, double IPA with lactose sugar. So it's double double with lactose, basically. Let's see right here. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say interesting yeah, on that one. I know. We'll see how this goes. And then uh, this one I got, to, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. It's from Boulevard Brewing uh-huh. in Kansas City. And um, it's called Rye on Rye. It's a uh, whiskey barrel aged rye beer with maple syrup. Nice. So it's going to be like uh, whiskey and pancakes. Um, Excellent. That one sounds delicious. Um, let's see. I am drinking, uh, actually, the, I'm opening the first can from the uh, Bite My Bits uh, lawsuit, finally. Mm. Uh, I've got a Wichita Brewing Showstopper Ale, uh, English style pub ale. So it should be a nice, light. You know, five percent. Yeah. So hoping just for a decent little lager. Um, I do have an interesting one that I'm opening here in a little bit. I left it in the fridge to get a little colder. Um, I don't remember who brewed it, but it is a 
uh, Kush 420 uh, wheat ale. <laughs> and uh, apparently it's a strain wheat ale. So <laughs> we'll see how that one goes. Uh, and then for number three, surprise. I'll surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody in the chat is saying, yeah, Ryan Rye is fantastic. Yeah. Becky, Becky Poo, I guess she lives, she lives pretty close to Boulevard. She's, uh, I guess it's, it's pretty good stuff. Nice. So I got, I got good positive things, and I also brought some sample glasses because my wife wants to try some of these beers too. So I have to like <laughs> siphon some of these off. Yeah. So she can try them later, <laughs> so I don't get it all to myself, unfortunately. No. All right. Let's see uh, who's drinking along with us in chat. Uh, uh, Big Big Spoon noticed your uh, your red shirt ale shirt. Oh yes, my. <laughs> there we go. Yes, <laughs> it, it's to die for. <laughs> uh, let's see, Isaac's drinking a Monster Mule. Oh, nice. Uh, a monster. Wait, a Monster Mule is that a beer or is that a cocktail? Says zero percent ABV, so whatever it is, it's it's non-alcoholic. So probably ginger and a Monster energy drink. That that'd be my guess. I guess okay. ginger ale and Monster. Yeah. Okay. Ginger beer and Monster. Yeah. Yeah uh hitting it hard tonight seven up from patrick okay <laughs> that is pretty hardcore uh uh drinking a uh, francis counter uh wade uh drinking a wheat beer mm -hmm. uh vice beer uh let's see toppling goliath king sue double ipa 7.8 that's a good from, one uh, novella hub that's yep. a very good one yeah Had that one a couple times mm -hmm. um Hops and brews. Yeah, you're all one to talk about haircuts. <laughs> uh, Tyler, Bell's official, Hazy IPA. Uh, Reverend just killed a Bright from Brewery uh, and thought it was amazing for a, for a 75 cal beer, and he's about to crack into a Hazer's Gonna Haze. Hazer's Gonna Haze. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> uh, John Jay is drinking a, uh, an arrogant bastard. And what's really funny is it filtered his because he wrote bastard in the, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it wouldn't so let him, it wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> so I had to allow it. Um, yeah, pretty good selection out there tonight. Yeah. That's not too bad. Let me go ahead and, uh, go bell here. Go bells and Oberon. Oh yeah, that's right. I should probably, open yeah, you should up. probably crack yours open. Yeah. I'm getting kind of thirsty. I got my. Skull of my enemy's mug. Nailed it. Well, that is a beautiful color on that beer. Now, did you did you uh, did you go through John's tutorial of how to pour a beer correctly? Uh, I don't know that I want to follow John's tutorial because, <laughs> well, I'm usually better than he is at it. <laughs> you know, he had to take like 15 takes to get it right. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> just empty cans tossed yeah he's like ah. well it was all pbr right so it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> exactly. he was he was down to his last can of pbr from this case of 24 <laughs> uh record needle hey guys just noticed the uh, newest video was four kids lol uh yeah it's because my daughter was in it and uh any any video that i well youtube has like two ways that they consider it for kids number one is my target audience is for kids and so if i'm going hey guys today i'm gonna make slime that's a video for kids um, and, uh, the other option for, for kids is it can, is it the video has a child actor in it and my daughter is technically a child actor. She is on camera performing. 
Um, whatever the definition of performing is, she's on camera and she's being a personality on my show, which means she's performing. Um, and by the way, she roped me into that last question about uh, how impressed was I that she beat me at Art of Fighting. <laughs> Completely roped me into that question. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, YouTube does two things when you when you market uh, uh, for kids. Mm -hmm. Is they take away the targeted advertising uh, that's in the video. And so instead of using their analytics and their Google food to figure out, hey, your advertisers really like X product. So we'll, we'll show you X product and you'll get more money. Instead, they just get random ads. Um, and it also disables all comments. Um, and uh, it disables all comments basically to protect the kids. Uh, and I am all in favor of that. Uh, the previous video my daughter was in also has has the comments disabled, although I did that later on. All the comments were very pleasant, but why why leave them open if there's really no reason for it? So uh, she won't be on very often, but uh, probably once a year, I'd like to make a video with her because it's fun. So. And when you put Rambo on there, it automatically turns the comments on. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get cat comments. So the kitty. The kitty. Yeah. <laughs> they get a little cat icon with it. Yep. But no, that was uh, that was a heck of a lot of fun to to shoot that video with her, um, and she did a lot of the construction herself. Uh, obviously, I I did everything with the saw and the Dremel, but uh, uh, she helped me do all the vinyl wrapping and the T molding, and you know she helped me screw everything together and uh, installed windows and got everything up and running. And so yeah, that was a lot of fun. But didn't make a lot of money from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a tech channel that's got kid-friendly yeah it's not gonna have too much on there yep and because i'm also a beer channel i don't want to flirt with that line at all not gonna get too much crossover on that right and so this time around i actually even changed the logo and so that video was cat computing not craft computing um so i changed the logo there was no mention of of beer anywhere in it although we did do the soda review at the end <laughs> <laughs> we still went through and uh my favorite thing from that was uh i said uh i was trying to get her to like say what flavor do you like because we were trying a root beer and she goes i really like the smell and the taste i said oh so it has really good aromatics <laughs> <laughs> root beer does have pretty good aromatics to be fair yeah yeah i can see this pairing well with some ice cream maybe some pizza that's right. <laughs> uh, civil and actually, uh, yeah, a 19 inch is perfect. Uh, I actually used a 19 inch in that kit. I misspoke in the video. Um, I think I said 17 inch in the video, but no, that's a Dell 19 inch. Um, I can give you the exact model number that I used. Um, but and that's uh, and that was a five by four aspect ratio. In fact, we were talking about that. How that five by four monitors are kind of hard to find. Yeah, that those aspect ratio monitors because everything's you know widescreen now. Uh, yeah, so you can, you can use widescreen monitors, but it, every, every game that you play on an arcade yeah. machine is going to be cropped either horizontally or vertically. And, yeah. and I'd prefer only my vertical games to be cropped. For, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, so yeah, playing, uh, playing some classic arcade games on there, like Metal Slug in a full 19 inch screen when you're, you know, a foot and a half from it. It's That's actually, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
did you kick your butt bad or just a little bit? Uh, she legit won the first time. Now, now I was kind of going easy on her, but at yeah. the same time, she also just button mashed the heck out of me. Yeah, and the, legit just beat me. That's the thing with those fighting so, games is but button mashers. If you're not paying attention, button mashers can beat you pretty good. Button mashers can get you, and they she got you. me. Yeah. And uh, now I went seven and one against her, so I won the next seven because it's like you know you get popped in the mouth, you know no. <laughs> not to make a joke about she that. literally beat you but yeah uh yeah the, the first one she she literally beat me and it's like all right kid <laughs> yeah i know um, i do that when i play like somebody street fighter for the first time i was like ah you know what i'll pick zangif yeah and, like, and then it'll beat me he's like oh, all right i'll go i'll pick ryu now <laughs> arcan <laughs> all right i'm going dalsim well let's let's do yeah, this. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some news let's here. Let's do it. Uh, so, where are we starting at? There we go. Uh, starting with uh, the Internet Archive. Steve, are you uh, familiar with the Internet Archive? I am or... down with the Internet Archive. I am yes. familiar with it. Yes. Yes, I know about it. I did not know about the book thing, though. That that was new to me. I didn't know that was an offshoot of it. Yeah. Um, no, I knew they had been doing... Um, uh, some books, but this one is a little bit different offshoot of the standard book. So mm -hmm. this this uh, ebook program was specifically in response to COVID. Uh, it was the libraries across the country are closed. Let's go ahead and make books digitally available so people can check them out. And so they basically spun up a library uh, to make books and other educational content available right. for everyone who couldn't get to a library. Um, now... Uh, uh, the publishers were not down with that <laughs> and, yeah, I would, uh, and can't imagine why and sued them like yeah. almost immediately. Now the internet archive to their, to their credit or so to speak, ah, where's my screen? There it is. That was weird. Um, the internet archive, they said, we're going to run this program March 15th through June 30th, mm -hmm. uh, because we expect, you know, libraries to be back open by June 30th. And so we'll, we'll kind of see how this goes, but yeah. You know, we want to do something to to help out people who may not have access to, to information. And uh, so they made uh, 1.3 million books available free of charge. Now, you had to check them out, and it did work as a library system where if someone is checking out a book, you can't view it until they check it back in. And you have, like, five days with it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is book publishers often charge licensing and rental agreement fees so they can make money if you're renting a book. Um, and libraries have to pay these fees to publishers and and uh, and book you know book companies in order to have the rights to check them out to people. Mm -hmm. um, Internet Archive didn't pay any such licensing nope. fees. Nope. Um, so unfortunately, Internet Archive was completely in the wrong in this particular case. Um, but. Uh, which is a little unfortunate because because I love the the Internet Archive and I I hate to see them run afoul of any legality um, when they do provide a, a pretty excellent service. In fact, I was on there uh, finding some old uh, PC programs the other day. Um, I finally found Tabworks, which I've been looking for for years and years. Oh my and years. gosh, the old Tabworks, huh? Yes, I find. Uh, yeah, Internet Archive had a download for Tabworks, and it was in English, not French. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited um, because uh, Tabworks came on my first 486 PC. And so I've, I've been wanting to find it for so long and they not have, have to learn French. They, <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of just 
weird shells back in the old Windows yeah. um, 311 days. Yep. Yeah. So so this was a uh, 311, and instead of running Program Manager, it ran Tabworks. Yeah. And so it literally looked like a book binder with with tabs on them, and you would uh, import all your programs yeah. into that. And yeah. Yeah, I remember one that kind of looked like it was hokey as hell. But, yeah, but no, it's was, so nostalgic for me. There was a few of them that were hokey. There was that one that looked like um, bookshelves. Mm -hmm. It looked like a bookshelf and a literal desktop. There's like bookshelves yeah. up there, and you and you, and you can launch stuff in there. Yeah, it was like. So yeah, I I use the Internet Archive quite a bit, looking for for old stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so unfortunately, it was. Uh, they did run afoul of, of some people. And in response, they said, we're going to cut it 15 days early. We're going to stop it on June 15th instead of June 30th. Uh, drop the lawsuit. We're, we're fine. We learned our lesson kind yeah. of thing. Um, but speaking of this, I I also wish the publishers were a little bit more willing to play ball in this situation. Yeah. Um, you know, now they have every right to come down and, and to sue the Internet Archive for not paying the licensing fees and, and whatnot. There, there's legal and, and use cases that go into, um, you know, not just ownership of the books, but rights to be able to check them out. It's the same for rental companies for like DVDs and things like yeah. that. Redbox pays licensing fees to all the movie publishers to be able yeah. to rent those out. That's They don't just go and buy the disc from Walmart and then rent them. You yeah. have to have a license to you be able license to do to that. Distribute. Yeah. Right. This is this is definitely a case where they decided to uh, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Yes. They just went ahead and did it. Yeah. 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 It, in, uh, they, they did uh, post a legal defense, uh, but they knew it was probably not going to, to get the job done, in which they said, well, you know, tens of thousands of people have reached out to us and thanked us for starting the service up. And mm. it was uh, vital for the education community uh, in, in this really difficult time. And, and, you know, we act, were actually quoted in a couple different places of like, they helped us out and gave manuals and medical uh, documentation to people who needed it and whatnot. But at the same time, you still broke the rules. <laughs> so unfortunate, but uh Kind hopefully of predictable. Something, yeah. Yeah. Kind of predictable, but yeah. hopefully something better can come out of this in the future. Maybe they can start talking to each other and, and get something like this established outside of just the local library system. Yeah. I wonder if somebody got in there and just like found some way to just rip everything down and throw it into a torrent somewhere. Right. Yep. Um, all right, uh, moving on. We got some SpaceX news. SpaceX. A little bit of X, SpaceX, X, yeah. X. Uh, no, that flight got canceled. <laughs> what? SpaceX XX. Oh, space, space XXXX. <laughs> I was trying remember to do Remember they were going uh, yeah, to go I up into the, space the, and then they did yeah, not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to do the echo. I didn't I didn't get the, the, the triple X. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Sorry, family friendly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's, it's a new Vin Diesel movie. Not, yeah, not, not yeah, the new Triple X. They were they wink. were they were going to fly up into space yeah. with uh, two famous actors, and they ended up not flying into space with two <laughs> famous actors. Um. Anyway, SpaceX. Uh, not their their private venture with NASA. Uh, but their commercial venture with Starlink is in the news a little bit this week. Mm -hmm. Um. Now we all saw the the main uh, Dragon X launch of uh, 
of the manned mission that went to the ISS, and mm-hmm. we all watched the docking. Well, a couple days later, they also launched another Dragon X capsule, which held, I think, 250 satellites or something like that. Wait, we watched um, the docking? Uh, maybe, yeah. we, maybe we were watching the, the XXX. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, next story. <laughs> <Moving on>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we watched the ISS dock. Um, and then uh, a couple days later, uh, they actually launched another Dragon X, which was carrying about 250 Starlink satellites. Mm-hmm. Um, and those launched successfully uh, into orbit. Now, Starlink, for those who don't know, is SpaceX's endeavor to bring basically the globe wireless internet. Um, it's uh, a very ambitious project, but what they're hoping to do is break up not only a lot of the monopolies that are within the United States as far as, you know, terrestrial carriers, you know, your your traditional DSL, fiber, cable, etc. Um, but also bring internet to any place the satellites can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bring infrastructure where it wasn't previously possible and literally have service everywhere. Um, you know what this, if this does prove successful, though. You know what that's going to do? It's going to change the script to every single movie that going forward. Yeah. Because all the time well, they're like, well, I mean, every, already, time they, every time the yeah. protagonist is like out in the middle of nowhere, like, oh, I don't have signal. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I don't have signal. Yeah. Can't, they can't do that anymore. Well, already <laughs> something like 70% of movies could be explained away with, hold on, let me Google that. Yeah, no, I know. We exactly. shouldn't. No, no. <laughs> A lot of movies are also the same way. So why don't you just wait 30 seconds and let them finish explaining what they're talking about instead yeah. of storming off in a huff or something stupid like right. that. Right. I hate movies with devices like that. It yep. me off. Anyway. Or the, or the classic Bond trope of, well, Mr. Bond, now that I have you tied up, let me tell you yeah. my grand plan yeah. so you can stop me in another 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. I'm going to kill you in <laughs> crap. Oh, yeah. oh, I guess there was something you can do. Oh, dang it. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, this is their third such launch of, uh, of these satellites. So they have quite a few in orbit already. Um, but, uh, there's a little bit of news based on funding from the FCC. Mm-hmm. And that is that, uh, Starlink has applied to receive funding for, for this program from the, the, uh, Federal Communication Commission, uh, and the FCC has responded and said, you have 30 days to prove your system works, uh, that low latency internet can be possible with your satellite network. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, they will lose the top tier of funding. And I'm assuming the FCC is just going to give it to the cable and fiber provider so they can run not more fiber again. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if I'm going to go back. Hunt. I'm going to go back to the Screenwriters Guild is behind it. Not, not, not the, yeah, not the cable company. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the Screenwriters Guild is putting pressure behind the FCC because they want to keep yeah. they want to keep their hackneyed um, tropes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They don't want to have to think when they write. Right. <laughs> they don't right. want to have to think. They're yeah. sitting there and they have like you know their three martini lunches and go back and take a nap and crank out some schlock before they go mm. home. That's that's what they want to do. They don't want to have to think about stuff now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's a it's a We'll just call it a constrained timeline to yeah. <laughs> to prove that this yeah. can actually work. Um, I've said multiple times if they open any kind of beta test, I'm on. I'm on board. I want oh yeah, to do this. I'd like to try because the you know the whole thing with satellite was 
you know, why I've always tried away from it was the, was the high latency. Right. The latency has always been really bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're saying that they got low latency worldwide internet, that sounds real promising. Right. So. Yeah, it, it, it should be, you know, they're, they're aiming for worldwide coverage. Um, and, and you still have to have line of sight, so it won't Mm. work with like within buildings or anything like that. Yeah. And it won't work if you're in these, you know, horrible valleys and don't have a, just like satellite TV, although it's going to be a much larger network than satellite TV. And so Mm. there's likely more spots that you can point out in the sky. It's Mm. not just, you have to have a view of the Southern sky. Maybe it's a, you know, you have three different locations that you can point at. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, but very, very promising. They're promising it's going to be affordable, which we'll see. Affordable is a relative metric. Is it affordable to Elon Musk? Because that's not going to be affordable to me. And he goes, yeah, it it's didn't like, cost yeah, me anything to launch 375 satellites by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I have internet anywhere I go. <laughs> I did it for me, not for you guys. Right. <laughs> How's your beer? Actually, um, it's really good. Uh, there's, I can taste the coconut. And I can taste the pineapple, and that's, I mean, when that's they impressive. When they, yes, when they put that on the, that's one of the things I look for. When they actually put right. that description on the can, it's bonus points if I can actually taste it. Yeah. Um, so that that part's positive. It is a cream ale, and I kind of expect it to be to have a, like a little more smoother mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that. It's almost kind of like a dry. Uh, but that's like nitpicky right there. It's 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 really tasty actually. Right. If if you can find this, this I would highly recommend. It's very tropically. Yep. It's like a little beercation in your mouth. Nice. Yeah. Uh. Uh. In the was going to be the next video, but I had a part that's held me up. Uh. Well, two parts that have held mm-hmm. me up. Um. But uh, I did a review of the El Jefe, the coconut uh hef. Oh uh, yeah. That that John reviewed. Yeah. Um. Unlike John, I actually did get just a. Tinge. tinge of coconut in there of, of coconut yeah and it was like 30 seconds after the beer was no longer in your mouth yeah if you sit there and wait you can you kind of <laughs> go did i eat a mounds like yesterday yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just enough residual there there's like mm, right. i think i think that coconut i had last week is still stuck in my teeth somewhere right like yeah. i got a little little a little tinge know, of it yeah little, little thing stuck between my teeth exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just enough <laughs> yep um, but, uh, no, this one, uh, the, the showstopper English style pub ale, yep. um, very much like a brown ale. Very, yep. very good. Um, yep. very, very malty, uh, real thick bodied, only 5%. Uh, it, it tastes like a much bigger beer than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something I, I love about this style beer and this one does it right. A lot of yep. times you get, you know, an Americanized English style pub beer or, you know, English style lager or something like that. Yeah. And it, tastes like a domestic lager or a pilsner yeah. where it's just thin and ricey and kind of th- yeah this is the real this deal. is the real deal yeah it tastes like you go into an english pub and asking for a bitters or something like that mm-hmm. yeah it, it's very much in that esb kind of mm-hmm. you know oh, good. Feel I, and oh taste i love and, i love esbs yeah no, they it's, don't it's they don't good. make enough of them they don't make enough good one good ESBs. i agree i agree yeah. Yeah. oh yeah i'm loving that all right. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Uh, Want to get into RTX talk? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so we had a little bit of details on the RTX 3000 series cooler that was supposedly leaked and then pretty much confirmed to be accurate. Um, 
We have a little bit more information about not only the cooler now, but possibly the design of the card. Um, the card design is very unique. Um, and uh, for those who haven't seen it, I'll show you right up here. Yep. It's this guy right up here at the top. Um, so there's actually two fans on it, but they're on opposite sides of the card. There's one on the bottom that sucks air in. It travels the length of the card. And then there's another fan that pushes the air out the top towards your CPU, which actually makes great sense yep. for a design standpoint, because in most cases, it's going to exhaust it right up to that 120 mil fan that's on the back of your case and shoot it straight shoot out right the back. Yep. Um, and, and exhaust all that hot air along with your, your CPU hot air. You know, it's a... Uh, I like the design, um, but it raised questions on why are they doing it that way? Is there a specific reason for it? Well, there actually may be a very good reason for it, and it has to do with RTX. Um, so with the Turing-based cores, um, they took basically the Turing CUDA cores, and then they stuck some tensor cores on it, and then yeah. they stuck some, ex some other tensor cores, and then redid the algorithm slightly and called them ray tracing cores. Um, and then they made up a metric for how fast ray traces could be traced. And they said, this one does 20 giga rays. And this one does 30 <laughs> giga rays. And this one does 40 giga rays. Everyone remember that? Oh, yeah. Of course you do. Because the, they said the, it in four straight press conferences as if it was the first time you'd ever heard it. The universal <laughs> unit of measure of giga rays. Of giga that every, rays, That yes. everybody knows. How many giga rays to the gallon does your car get? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Uh, people are wondering about the my lip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, my dog, Ruby, she's about 60 pounds. She's an Australian Shepherd and Terrier mix. Uh, we're pretty sure she's a boxer mix. Um, so she's she's thick, uh, we'll say. She's about 60 pounds. Um, she ran down the stairs to our landing yesterday by the front door, and she was barking out the door at a squirrel. There was a little gray squirrel who's been uh, uh, trying to make a nest up in the... Uh, uh, above our entryway there. Um, and he was just hopping out in the yard and whatnot. Well, Ruby is a staunch defender of my home. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she will go to battle. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I walked over to her and I'm like petting her and going, Oh, Oh, you see the squirrel? Do you want to go get the squirrel? You know, kind of thing. And she jumps up and she catches me right here. And, pushed my jaw into my tooth so hard, my tooth dug into my lip and took a chunk of it out. Um, and so it actually looks a world better today than it did yesterday. Uh, and this was just 24 hours ago. It was like 7.30 yesterday evening. Um, but uh, I knew instantly that I had either bit into my lip or bit through my lip because I've done that once before. I actually have a scar right below that from the same tooth where I actually bit a hole straight through my lip, uh, just just below it. Um and uh, so I, I, I know that feeling, I know that pain, and I knew exactly, exactly what it what happened it was, the second yeah. it did. And uh, and so I'm leaning against the wall, and I'm holding my mouth like this. And I look down, and there's just a pool of blood in my hand. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> how bad is it? And so I'm running to the bathroom and, and whatnot. And um, it turns out it's only about three quarters of an inch. Uh, but it's all jagged and gnarly looking. And yeah, there's a pretty good section missing <laughs> from the You're top of going, my lip. going like this all day. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure that are you sure that your dog didn't mistake your mustache for the squirrel? I'm positive. Yeah. No, it so? wasn't a bite. It was the back of her head. It was the back of her skull to the bottom of my jaw. Well, yeah, it's like a peripheral vision. She's like, oh, there's a squirrel too. And she's like yeah. jumped up. Yeah. But no, it's a that, that's yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly looking. It's a pretty sure. good mark. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so the, yeah, there was concern for my wife that I might have to go in and get stitches. And I'm like, I'm not going to get my lips stitched right now. It, it, it's fine. I just won't talk for the rest of the night. And she goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus. So, but today it's sealed right up just fine. You know, I've been putting uh, uh, Neosporin on it every couple of hours trying to, you know, make sure number one, it's clean because your mouth is freaking dirty. And, uh, and number two, that it's going to heal as quickly as possible. Getting the extra yeah. glossy cherry flavored lip gloss all over it. Just yes, just that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dan- dancing in front of a mirror to Goodbye Horses. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> Great, there's a t shirt idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to give Jason ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, back to the RTX. Thre- oh, back to the <laughs> RTX. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, so there was a lot of question about why they were possibly making this design. And for people asking, yep. it's it's a push-pull, but it's not like you're thinking a push-pull where it's like two fans stacked on top of each other. There's a fan on the f- uh, rear end of the card, and there's a fan on the front end of the mm-hmm. card. And so they're sitting like this. This one is pushing in and this one is blowing out, but they're on opposite sides of the card. Um, so the thought is it's going to suck in from one end, blow across the PCB, and then exhaust out the top. So that's the the working theory that everyone's going on. Um, but even more than that, there's a theory about why they went this route. And it has, as I said, it has to do with RTX. So the Touring Core, which was on the RTX 2000 series cards, mm-hmm. um, has a bunch of CUDA cores with a stack of Tensor cores and a stack of what they call ray tracing cores, which are likely just modified Tensor cores. Um, and that was all on one die, and it's a very, very large GPU die. And the thing about GPU dies is you have to bin them. You have to say, how good is this? How many cores can I leave enabled? Um so, you know, can I have 2,500? Okay, that's an RTX 2070. Okay, do I have 3,500? Okay, that's an RTX 3080 or 2080. Um, the problem is you also have to bin the tensor cores and you also have to bin the ray tracing cores. And if those are screwed up, you don't get to use the die in the same card. And so you end up with a situation where, okay, we have an RTX 2080 capable CUDA core section of this chip but the ray tracing cores aren't stable, so we have to disable half of them. What do we do with that? And NVIDIA actually found a way to do that, and they're selling the the higher-end cores as the RTX 2060KO, which is a stripped-down 2080 die, because they had a bunch of extra dies, and they said, well, what do we do with them? We have to sell them as a lower card. Um, but uh, that's the main problem, is their, their, uh, their waste was very, very high. For this and that's part of the reason why pricing didn't go down and in fact went up this generation for equivalent hardware is because mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of things to go wrong there um the new thought is that with ampere there's going to be two separate processors mm-hmm. uh on the card one of them is going to be your traditional cuda cores uh using the ampere architecture the other is going to be a what they call a traversal coprocessor uh, which will handle your ray tracing and possibly tensor duties. Although, who knows if it's going to have tensor on it still, or if it's just going to be all ray tracing. Um, because tensor is used for machine learning, and it's traditionally a um, a product of CUDA or a product of the uh, Quadro and uh, and you know workstation and enterprise series cards. Um, 
So if we still get tensor cores on the consumer market, I think a lot of people will be happy because it has been a cheap way to get tensor cores, but neither here nor there. Um, says I may need to adjust my mic settings, getting a lot of clipping. Okay, I'll try turning it down a little bit. I says I'm peaking at negative nine, but we'll see. Don't know. Um, I also have RTX voice on. Maybe that's... That could be it. That, that might be messing with it. Um, you know what? I'll just go ahead and turn RTX voice off. You need that coprocessor on there to kind of smooth it all out for you. Yeah, I'll turn that coprocessor off. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's try that. Um, I was having problems with RTX voice earlier, but I'll, I'll get into that later in the mm -hmm. show, maybe. Um, anyway, so the thought is that now we're going to have our CUDA cores on one chip and ray tracing on the other. And the ray tracing cores are going to be on the backside of the PCB. Well, we need to get airflow over both the regular cores and over the the ray tracing cores. So why don't we suck air in on one side of the card, blow it across the top and bottom of the PCB, and then exhaust we it out the top. Out the top, yeah. Uh, out the back and top of the card. And so this all looks theoretically possible, but why are they saying, well, I think this is the way they're going to go. It's because NVIDIA patented this exact uh, system in 2018. And so given about two years, it's pretty feasible that this is what's going to happen, is they are mm -hmm. coming out with a coprocessor, which will be ray tracing, the ray tracing functionality of the card. It will be on a separate die. The upside to that is now you need to bend your CUDA cores on, on your main GPU die, and then you have a second die, which you can bend your ray tracing cores. And so that eliminates virtually all of your waste that you would get from fab and manufacturing. Um, and so if you don't have a good RTX or a good enough RTX chip to go on a, on a 3080, guess what? You can put it on a 3070 because that one doesn't need as many cores to be active. Um, and instead of throwing the whole die away, you just reduce the size or reduce the number of uh, ray tracing cores that are on it. Um, so that totally works. Um, do you guys think I should sell my Titan RTX to go for a 3090 RTX? I think we should figure out what cards exist first and then yeah. wait for benchmarks. Uh, uh, yeah, always wait for benchmarks. And the thing is, is like they haven't done daughter cards like this for a while. And we were just talking right. about this before the show. And I think the last one we think of was the Phys X, mm -hmm. right? was the last one. Because like there's always like bus speed problems with these things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um it, it it could go either way. I, I don't. Also, we, we, like you said, wait for benchmarks, wait for final designs and stuff like that. And then one generation later, they could completely abandon it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But it's it is an interesting idea. It it looks like that there's there's not like a because um, like in, in traditional daughter cars, they usually had like a cable that went from one to the other, kind of like right. how nice to go. Yeah. This doesn't look like that. This looks like a actual uh, connector on the the top and the bottoms of those two cards that kind of snap together, is what right. it kind of looks like. Um, well, that that's all in theory, but no, um, this is actually is going to be a, a double sided PCB. There's going to be one die on the top of it and one die on the on the bottom of it, um, and so it's going to be a single card. It's not. Oh, not so it's going to be a single card. card. It's not, not going to yeah. be. It's, but it it, it a single spend... card but separate dies. So think of like a dual GPU die. Right, you know, right. Uh, no, no, like, no, I know. Like this guy right above my head. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, but it, it, they seem to be, they seem to be hinting that they can be disconnected and 
They're Combine also it. hinting that they can be disconnected yes. because if it's a separate die, why wouldn't you just exactly. throw it onto an, and, another yeah. card? And maybe you can only buy the ray tracing if you want the ray tracing in mm -hmm. some some circumstances. So that might be a thing as well. You know, it might you, be. You can buy a single single RTX 3080 and and game or 3090 or whatever the the card names are going to be, mm -hmm. or maybe you can buy a GTX 3080 that doesn't have ray tracing on it because. Yeah. You don't the want G it. The, like, the, like the ray tracing cores aren't there. There's like four games out there that have it. You know? Right. Who knows? Or, yeah. or let's say you buy a, a GTX 2660 Ti or whatever the <laughs> bloody hell naming scheme they're going to come up with next. Um, you know, let's say you buy the non-RTX enabled card that comes out next and then you want to add ray tracing to it later on. You actually might be able to because if ray tracing is just a separate die yeah. there's no reason they couldn't slap it onto another card and you could throw a daughter card into your system yeah um and uh yeah so I mean, maybe maybe what it is but yeah i mean it's a lot of possibilities a lot of possibilities a lot of possibilities, lot of possibilities here. here although the the uh the pictures that they have in here not not as not as sexy looking as the uh the 2000 series rtx well, in this is opinion. all this is all it's speculation. Yes, from, I know it's all speculation. Yeah. I know. Although the uh, the the render at the top is pretty darn accurate. Um, oh, you as, think so? As far as yeah. what, uh, because we've seen the cooler, uh, we we know what it looks like, and we know what what it looks like strapped onto the board. What we don't know is what the PCB looks like. Looks like yeah. However, we have pretty good guesses uh, because we've seen all the parts of the cooler, and you can extrapolate what the PCB is going to look like and where the major components go. Um, like if there's a big square missing in the middle of your heat sink, guess what? That's probably where the, uh, the GPU die is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the, uh, the yeah, interesting, interesting architecture yeah. potential for Ampere. Uh, yeah. All of this is kind of, it's speculative, but it's speculative based on, uh, uh, a video that was published by Cortex, and I guess he has had accurate information in the past. Mm -hmm. um, very accurate information leading up to GPU launches. And so it's speculation with a reliable source. How's that? Um, yeah. It's, it's expert speculation. <laughs> it's the technological soothsayer. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting times. Um, uh what I'm interested in is, can I get an RTX card just like the RTX die and then add it to any graphics card? You yeah, know, that would could be I pair it with a 1070, for example? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, a, or a current or current that has. Can I increase or an AMD card? Yeah, can I? Well, can I increase? Can, can I increase the ray tracing capacity of? Can of I increase my, the ray tracing capacity yeah, of my current? Right. Yeah, that would be uh, interesting to know. Yep, because the major there's been two major Achilles heels of ray tracing. Number one, no one uses it. Number yeah. two, the games that use it don't use it fully, and it's incredibly, incredibly taxing on yeah, your system. Very expensive, and it's Tanks barely playable at 1080p. <laughs> Although I have been playing a little bit RTX with Minecraft, the beta on mm -hmm. Minecraft, and that's actually it's pretty impressive if you yeah. know what you're looking out for. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're just looking at it, it looks like a really nice shader. Like they used to have the, the really nice shaders out for Minecraft for yeah. the Java version. The actual RTX one looks like that on the surface, but when you actually get into the lighting and the shadows and some of the reflections and stuff like that, it actually looks really, really cool. Um, I mean, you can walk up to glass and see your own reflection and stuff like that, something that you don't see in the shaders 
you have like you know your light light bouncing through a colored piece of glass and it you know refracts mm-hmm. the the light the the colored lighting through it that's pretty neat yeah and and the performance at 1440p uh 2070 i'm getting between 45 to 50 frames per second not bad not great but not bad yeah so yeah uh, and I, I've played around with a couple of ray tracing games. Um, I do want to try Metro Exodus again because I mm. haven't tried that since the RTX demo. Yep. Um, and I saw that was part of the, one of the more recent Humble bundles. So I think I'm going to probably pick that up. Oh, or was it? It, it, was either hum, it was either Humble or someone had, had Metro Exodus on think, a deal I think I as a bundle package. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was... Uh, if it was Humble Bundle or Good Old Games or some someone had it as a package somewhere. I think it might have been Humble Bundle. Actually, I think you might be right. I don't think it was the latest one, but I think it was last. Was um, the humble choice? No. Uh, what's the the fight for racial justice bundle? I oh, think is it in that, that one? had Exodus. I thought that was like a thirty dollar bundle, and you got a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not in there. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's not in that one. Yeah, because I remember looking at that one. I'm just like, ah, I got most yeah. of that stuff. Um, not Matt's extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was somewhere. I remember yeah. going, Oh, that might be worth it. Nah, I still don't want to spend thirty bucks right now. Yeah, you probably <laughs> like, missed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was something. Okay. Um, it was something. So Yeah. Uh interesting times for NVIDIA. I, I'm definitely curious to see what's announced, when it's announced, and see if uh See if any of this is correct. Um, and I love the comments. Uh, LOL, expert speculator is the job that I want. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like I always said, like the, the the weatherman, being a weatherman is like the best job ever. You can be incorrect for months on end. Yeah. You'll still retain your job. Yep. You, you could you could screw up, just be like, yeah, it's going to be sunny today, downpour. And you're like, eh, well, you know what? <laughs> you still You can still keep your job. Uh, was it the itch.io bundle? No, it wasn't that one because I bought that one. Um, and itch.io was a lot of uh, of indie games. It wasn't uh, wasn't anything from major publishers. Although there were a couple games that have been like bigger names. There was uh, what was that? The catastrophe or whatever. The be a cat and be a, a jerk, knock things off shelves. Uh, and there were a couple other like more popular games like that. But no, it wasn't in the itch.io bundle. It was Metro Exodus, or was it Metro Exodus? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say. I'm I'm, I'm looking on. Um, is there any deal? dot com, and uh, all I see is the Metro franchise bundle on GOG as a as a recent bundle. <laughs> thank thank you, Civil, Discord. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oy. That's good. Expert spec uh, speculator. That's basically what I call Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be right. I just have to be entertaining. That's all it is. Exactly. All right. Moving right along here. What else we got? We got uh, uh, AMD news. Yeah, AMD news. That's right. AMD dropped some new SKUs on us. That's uh, right. 3600, 3800, and 3900 XT's variants of yes. the CPUs. It's always nice when they add another letter at the end of everything. Yes. Well, right. in... Yeah, three out of... Yeah. Uh, 
we already had the 3600 and the 3600X. Now we have the 3600XT. We XT, already had the yep. 3800X. Now we have the XT. And we already had the 3900X. Now we have the 3900XT. Um, and these are basically the same exact chips as they were before. They get about 1 to 200 megahertz more boost clock. Uh, than than the non T variant chips, uh, and they all cost about fifty dollars more, uh, or more than that, in the case of the thirty six hundred, which jumps from uh, you can get it for like one seventy nine up to two hundred forty nine dollars, so it's seventy dollars mm-hmm. more for two hundred megahertz. It's like yeah, that was already faster than an eighty seven hundred K overclocked, so I I don't know if it would be worth it. The the T at the end is is actually uh, because it's sponsored by Mr. T. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. If you didn't know that little factoid. Pity the fool by it, Intel. That's right. That's exactly what it is. The marketing just writes itself at that point. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, American Cosworth. So a better bend Ryzen. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, a better bend, yeah. yeah. This, this launch is kind of a eh. But at the same eh. time, um, in some benchmarks, you know, Intel was still a little bit competitive. Now they're probably not. Yeah. Um, and it only takes a couple hundred megahertz only, to do that. And, and for only 50 bucks more. So, right. So if you're looking for the best of the best, or you're looking for like super high frame rate, you know, gaming or things like that, these, these do make a compelling argument. You know, uh, the, the one thing that Intel's been able to hold out, uh, for a long time is, well, our single threaded is still better. Well, as of Zen two, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, it's 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 one to two percent better, but less efficient by a long shot. Um, you know, Mister ninety five watt ninety nine hundred K, yeah, BS. You know, two hundred and fifteen watts when you're under full full boost. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention overclocked at like five one or something like that, drawn three hundred and thirty. But uh, yeah, so they're definitely less efficient, but if AMD is going to come out with a higher clocked chip and they're not going to charge this massive premium, you know, it's not yeah. a one to $200 premium, uh, which has been Intel's trick for the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to fault them for that. And, and there is a use case for that because if you are a gamer who wants, you know, 144, 240 FPS gaming at 1080p, this might be the chip that makes or breaks that, that goal for you. Yeah. Uh, whereas before you were, you were limited now, now you can go go up that extra five ten percent, and I and I maybe actually make that goal. So yeah, um, you know, especially now that we've seen two hundred forty hertz monitors and three hundred and sixty hertz monitors, and <laughs> Steve will attest, there's a yes, difference. There is a difference. I didn't think there was going to be, but I was amazed that I actually noticed a huge difference. I didn't think there'd even be one between one forty four and two forty, and and yeah. that was clear as day. Yeah. And then it was even more clear as day going to three sixty. It was mm. insane. Yeah. Um, and numbers bore that out when we went through some of their live tests. It w- there were some reaction and, and tracking based testing inside of CSGO. Yeah. And both Steve and I scored probably 30% better. Oh yeah. Way in, better. Yeah. It, it was, it, um, I, in fact, uh, there was one test, which was a, uh, uh, a guy who was just walking between two doors mm-hmm. and it was a random timing. And uh, Linus actually did this test when they tested multi-frame uh, gaming or frame rate gaming yeah. uh, on the slow motion camera. They they set up this exact same scenario. It was it's the it's the the doorway in Oasis and CS:GO. Yes, the, exactly. The, the yeah, it's the pills. two wooden doors and a guy runs runs along the path. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the scenario we tested, and uh, uh, you have something like 
what was it 70 milliseconds to pull the trigger or something like that i yeah. mean it's not it's not a, a wide gap at all um uh, something between like a 70 and 100 milliseconds is all you have to pull the trigger and and get a hit um and so you're looking through the scope of this the scope of the sniper rifle and at the 60 hertz monitor i think i hit him two out of ten times yeah. on the 144 hertz monitor I think I hit him six out of uh, out of ten. On the 360 hertz monitor, I think I did eight in a row and nine out of ten. Yeah, it like was, it was it, it was, was a insane. night and day difference. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge difference. It's like how can and, I even play this at 60 hertz anymore? This is ridiculous. Right. Um, and I I went home and bought 100 144 hertz monitors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a pair of 144s now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it. Or yeah, dust, there is dust something too. Dust too. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's for two. for Twitch and competitive gamers, it does something. Yeah. Uh, I I will say, I'm still fine playing you know Red Dead Redemption Two at 4K, at you know 45 to 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not picky when it comes to that because that's not a Twitch shooter. That's not something I'm you know life and death competitiveness with. It's like yeah, I died. Oh well, yeah. you know I'm playing that one for fun and yeah. and I don't mind it. But on the, in the competitive atmosphere, it makes well a you know I. There's several times where I play, even because casual, we're all casual players here. We're not professional players. Right. There's plenty of times where you were like, I know I got the drop on that guy. You're like, I know, I know. And it's like, well, I've been playing on a 60 hertz monitor. And, you know, mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, after <laughs> after doing that test, I'm like, eh, maybe it was the, maybe it just I just wasn't seeing it. And that's what it was. It's a hardware issue. It's not me. I don't suck. I just need better hardware. <laughs> oh yeah people people in the uh youtube chat who are not members of the discord chat you're missing a whole other uh, a awesome whole other con- thing uh, going on uh, in the yeah. discord <laughs> yeah because basically we, we we chat on the discord and on the youtube at the same time but the nice thing about discord which you can't do on youtube is you can post pictures and you can post gifts and it kind of it kind of amps up the conversation a little bit yeah Mm. I'm almost done with my beer. I don't know where you're at, but uh, I'm right there. Yeah, so. I think you, know, you can't you can't see mine, but yeah, believe me, mm-hmm. I'm almost I'm almost to the um, to the uh, the bottom of the of the skull there. Yes, believe me, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that was it. All right, I'm gonna do some spoonful of sugar. Mm. Well, I'll give you the stage while I go get my other beer. Okay. Well, I'm going to save the Ryan right to last because that's a big boy. That's a 13%. So unless everybody wants to see me get smashed on camera, I'm going to save it for last. And this is looking pretty good. If you can see that. It's kind of a hazy. Oh, and I guess I got to save some for my wife too. Yeah. You don't forget forget that. that. Yeah. Uh, how do I join the Discord? Uh, join the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. And Skull was actually just nice enough to post it in the chat as there well. There he is. Yep, there he goes. Um, yeah, minimum donation of $1 per month, although you can certainly donate more if you'd like. Um, but $1 per month gets you access to the Discord. The reason I do that is so you get a sense of ownership of the Discord. And 
you have more incentive to follow the rules and not get kicked out, which makes it a much better community for everyone. Yes. Um, so, and let me tell you, and this is not just me speaking, this is one of the best discords I've ever been involved with. And, and I am so proud that this is my discord. Um, the, the amount of conversation that happens in there on a daily basis is, is overwhelming at times. Um, and good conversation or, yeah. or meme wars or people helping people out or, or this or that. It's, it's an insanely cool group of people. It's a great community. Uh, if you want to help support the channel, if you want to help me keep my lights on and, you know, have the opportunity to talk with me, Steve, John, Rhett, the whole crew, and join the community over there, yeah. go click on the Patreon link. Um, and uh, the way my Patreon works is I charge per video, but you can set a $1 donation and you can set a $1 monthly max. So I will charge you for the first video of every month and then won't charge you again. Uh, <laughs> or you can donate more if you'd like. And, uh, and I certainly appreciate that as well. So... Yeah. Someone's asking the Discord if we play the Forest. We did play the Forest before, actually. There was a couple times. Uh, I forget who we played with, but we played the Forest quite a bit. It was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. We we made um, lots of um, severed head effigies all over our camp. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, craft computing making me blush. Oh, thank you, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, and by the way, I'm wearing my, uh, my hammer-on box shirt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, that was an inside joke with uh, Hardware Unboxed, where uh, the YouTube auto-caption uh, likes to butcher the name of his channel all the time. Mm. And one of the times it came up and said, uh, welcome back to Hammer Unbox. <laughs> and so they made a Hammer Unbox logo. And, and I bought the shirt because it's a really cool shirt. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. This isn't the best IPA I've ever had, Spoonful yep. of Sugar, but it's definitely double dry hopped. You can you can taste that. If mm -hmm. you've ever done home brewing, and you did like you know freeze dried hops or something for your for your yeah. beer, and you a just cryo hop, kind of you just, yeah. yeah, when you just open that thing up and take a big whiff, this is this is basically what this smells like. <laughs> really, it's it smells like a ton of hops in this thing, and it tastes like it too. But it's yep. got because of all the all the the lactose sugar they put in here. It has a sweet finish, so it's not like super bitter. There's like a, a sweetness at the end. Hey, he joined and he's on. Mm -hmm. Join us down in the Talking Heads channel. <laughs> there he is. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and open mine right now. Uh, so mine is another donation from uh, Jason over there at Bite My Bits, or donation, sorry. Lawsuit settlement uh, from uh, from Jason over there at Bite My Bits. Uh, this is from Sweetwater Brewing. It is the 420 strain Mango Kush Wheat Ale. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Sweetwater. Um, yeah. So it's so, going to be, it's going to be, because there's, there's no real... Malt, be malt beverage yeah. with natural hemp flavor oh, contains yeah. no hemp. So it's not actually hemp. Yeah, it's not actually an infused beverage, and it's still only five percent. Yeah, um, That's, but it's going to be super dank, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't call it that. Oh, here she is. At, here you go. At least, at least I hope it's super dank because we have some super dank IPAs here yes. in in Oregon, and uh, I've been disappointed by by ones that go like super hot flavor and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's just a basic pale. Yeah, I know. I I get that. The, <sighs> until until the um. I don't know that I like that. Oh, is it is it too much? Oh dear God! 
it's dank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me say that. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. But I guess yours is probably danker than mine. I thought mine was, was super hoppy. Wow. So it's not a hazy. Not a hazy. No, super clear. Yeah. Give me a nice golden color to it. Um, oh, my God. So, it, see, my, it's, my... it smells like it's on fire. <laughs> so it's, okay, it smells like it's on fire. Is it spicy or something? No, it no. smells like someone just lit it up. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like okay. it's, it's like it, dank. Like it, like it's, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought mine was dank. No. At least mine has like, I mean, it is. It is pretty heavy on the hop, but it's got a yeah. sweet finish. Are you going to be able to choke that thing down or are you going to get option number two? Oof. Oh, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I'm going to keep trying to go with it, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish this one. I, d I don't know how long I can stay with this one. I've had some um, really dank beers before, but I've, I've never I've never thrown out or stopped drinking a beer because it was too dank. I always right, it. Right. Um, um, and, I, and I'm usually in that train as well. Like, like I like my op. I like my IPAs. I like my wow. hops. Like, yeah. This is this is this pushing is my much, limits. Really? Hmm. Because it's not really hoppy. It's just hemp. It's just hemp. I, okay, I've had some hemp beers before. Yeah. Uh, and I, and it, I've it, had. I've even had hemp infused beers before, yes. where there's actual hemp in it. This says contains no hemp. It's it's like hemp oil or something like that. Oh. And it's okay. bad. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, because some hemp hemp beers I've had. Where they had mixed it, someone had mixed it with a fruit. I can't remember what it was. It was like a raspberry hemp ale or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I swear it tasted like kumquats. It was really good, actually. I thought it tasted excellent. But that sounds like, that just sounds insanity. That's dank, yo. Can <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that beer tastes like my neighbor's smell? Dang no, it. I... <laughs> you're probably not <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Um... Where do you like your hops? <laughs> uh, Rev says, hey, it's never cool to drug someone. Also, I don't know about getting the host of a tech talk show blazed on medicated beer when he refrains from <laughs> indulging in the greenery. <laughs> um, I never said I refrained. <laughs> Just the gummies. Uh, yeah. Actually, I do. I do gummies, but yeah. Smells like disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, this smells like the really bad weed your friend bought in high school and tried to hotbox in the car oh, with you. Yeah, all the all the like all it's the that kind of smell. Stems and twigs and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still there's still like pine needles mixed in with it. Like, yeah, it's it's that kind of. <laughs> he, he picked. He actually spilled it on the lawn and had to pick it back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're drinking what sounds like what happens when a dude who likes dabbing starts brewing. You're yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. You are spot on. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for not liking it, I've I've drank a, a decent amount already, but yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. Um, we do have a little beer. We do have a little beer news. I think it's a good. Uh, 
transition to get into that real quick. Since oh, do you, doing... want do, you want to do the beer news real quick? And then we yeah, let's do beer news and we'll jump back, back into tech. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <coughs> so, Excuse me. <clears throat> and we only have one, Nick. We only have one, right? Yeah, just yeah. the one. Okay. Um, so since the beginning of quarantine and the virus that shall not be named, um, the beer industry has changed. It's changed dramatically um, and very, very quickly. Um, very much like a lot of other industries, it's kind of had to adapt with where can we sell our product yeah. now and how do we get it out to people? Um, and uh, it's not the way that they did it traditionally. Uh, traditionally, a large percentage of beer sales have been kegs yeah, because they've gone to tap houses yep. and, and they've been live pour on draft. Yep. You know, that's, that's where a good percentage of beer sales is at. And it's, and it's um, easier to do it that way too. It's more, yeah. it's more cost effective. Yeah. It's, it's much more cost effective. Um, you don't have to carbonate the beer before it gets there. That's mm -hmm. done on site with a, with a draft system. Um, and, uh, you know, it's easier to transport. You can get more of it in. You yep. don't have to individually bottle and worry mm -hmm. about blowouts and everything else. You know, it's yep. it's just generally easier and less expensive. Yeah. Um, Even for homebrewers. Homebrewers, that's the same way. That's the way to go. Get the five-gallon <laughs> Coney kegs. Yep. And that's way, way easier than bottling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but the beer industry has needed to adapt to mm -hmm. the times that are, that are at hand. And... Uh, that means no longer kegging your beer, but canning it. And so uh, canning has been all the rage as of late. And in fact, uh, Sani Am Brewing, not far from my house, um, they, they, I, I bought two four packs from them of beers they have never canned before. I bought the yep. uh, the Governor's Reserve Pirate Stout, as well as the uh, the Willy Wee uh, Scotch Ale. Yep. Or the Wee Willy Scotch Ale, or whatever the the weird name that that one is. Um, something something charles willy we blah 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 <laughs> prince is in there something, somewhere something, yeah 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 prince charles we willy scotch ale or something it's like a weird freaking name but it's a really good beer but it's one that you could traditionally only get on draft yeah um and they canned it and not only did they can it i ordered it directly to my house and a guy from sandy Ann brewing came here and dropped a couple four packs on my front door i know that's awesome and it was it's wonderful like, it's like it's like uber <laughs> eats for beer yes yeah it's exactly what it was yeah um and it was great but that's not a unique situation there are so many breweries out there that are having to adapt to being able to still sell and produce their beer mm -hmm. but get it out to customers so they can actually consume it because beer and kegs only last three months, and we're already yep. th well over three months into quarantine oh, at yeah. this point. Um, <clears throat> so it's been it's been an interesting time. Now there's a couple problems with spinning around an industry that's used to doing one thing and trying to do another. It's that mm -hmm. the supply chain isn't there to do the other thing yet, and so canning equipment is all of a sudden in very short supply yep. and high demand. As is CO2. CO2 is in very high demand and supplies are running yeah. out kind of you, across you the gotta, nation. You got to put them in those little tiny cans. You got to yep. get you got to get that just <laughs> If you don't, then you got to blow them up like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just some guy in the back of the brewery. Yeah, going, he's just in the back. <laughs> then you take it back and open it you're like, "Oh god, this guy like had a garlic Italian sandwich for lunch." So, ah. Well, at least it wasn't this guy who was smoking <laughs> on his lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> That's seriously what this tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> He's this doobie in a can. Yeah. That, it really is. Yeah. And I think I'm going to be about done with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I can finish it. 
Um, because now it's starting to coat my mouth and all I taste is hemp. Wow. Like that's all I taste. It's like hemp and pilsner. And not a good pilsner. Oh, jeez. Like it's yeah, it's not even a good wheat beer. Like if it was a good wheat beer, I'd keep going. It'd be okay, yeah. But it's yeah. just it's just like It's just hemp. It's just hemp for hemp sake. It it's is. like dank for dank sink. Yeah. Like if I was smoking alongside this, like yeah, totally. It this would yeah. this would be okay because it'd just be a pilsner. But it's not just a pilsner. It's just I'm chewing on hemp. Yeah. And yeah. Is it growing on you yet, Jeff? Um, no, but I think if I pour it in the yard, something might start growing. <laughs> that, that's well. That's the thing. Sometimes some beers, like you, you hate them at first, or you don't, you just don't like them as much at first. And then you drink a little bit more, and it tastes okay. Yeah. It's I like, don't know if that's. It's like while it's in my mouth, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you swallow, it's just <laughs> nothing swallow, but hemp again. If you if you plug your nose, it's okay. But once I breathe in, it's totally bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Doobies and Bud Light Orange. Actually, yeah. with some orange bitters, you're not far off. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, so everything's going in bottles and cans. And we, we were just talking about that mm-hmm. and how certain companies <laughs> are uh, uh, actually showing, showing profits and increase in sales because of this. Um, I know even John, uh, he has a friend of ours who does mobile can brewing, and he yeah. has been nonstop busy. Yeah. Uh, going to these breweries and just because he's got a mobile canning system. Mm-hmm. So these places who don't normally have a canning system, he just goes there, bottles, you know, cans some stuff up, gives it to them, and they put it in their cooler and they sell it out. Yep. And then they also mentioned in the article here one of our favorites that we like to talk about and another company that started out really small and just all of a sudden got slammed, got the mm-hmm. hug of death basically was uh, Tavor. Yes. And uh, for people who are unfamiliar with what Tavor is, it is a uh, mobile app that you can get that caters to the um, more high-end and rare beer collectors or, or yes. people who like those type of beers. People and, like us. Yeah, people like <laughs> us. Yeah, people like us. And you could spend so much money on that because what they'll do is like uh, maybe four or five times a day, they'll have a beer release and they'll have a limited amount and they'll release it. And it's usually um, something that's rated very high. And it's usually mm-hmm. something that's rated high on Untapped or, or Beer Advocate or something like that. And then, um, you know, they'll have like a limited amount and you just order it and they put it in your crate and they just keep building your crate and they don't ship it to you until you tell them to ship it to you, which is usually within about a month. You can delay it if you want, but, but it's a one-time, uh, a flat fee shipping, which is 15 bucks, no matter how big the shipment or small the shipment is, it's 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pretty good service. Um, <laughs> but they've been slammed and it, and it used to be when we first started using it the beer would get here within like a day. And then now shipments have been delayed by weeks now, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's a good service, but just with this lockdown, they've been slammed. And and because of that, their, their inventory has also been going pretty quick too. Like if there's a beer that's super popular that comes up, it's gone within like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So you have to be on the ball with it. Yeah. There's even, uh, like I follow a, couple of various groups in in my local area and i know john's part of the same groups yeah. and uh they'll announce uh, areas in downtown salem hey we got this beer and yeah. it's first come first serve and not in our cooler yeah and uh, so you'll walk in and say i want six of them yeah. and uh, and that's how you get those yes um uh last time i had to do that was uh i got a notification i think on facebook 
uh, that a beer was available. And six minutes later, I got a, a message from John saying, hey, are you anywhere near Salem right now? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, can I get it? <laughs> I went, yes, and I'm already on my way. <laughs> yeah. No, that was... I mean, and and that, was, that was for the, uh, the Fremont. Uh, oh, for the Fremont. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they, like, they they had all of the labels of the Fremonts, uh, the Fremont Reserves available, and so I I ended up buying I think seven or eight of them from them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still have a couple of those in the fridge. I might have to crack one of those up in one of these days. But. So yeah, like a, uh, uh, another big one that's here for people who live in the Pacific Northwest probably know, and people who live in the Pacific Northwest and are big beer people mm-hmm. know who Great Notion is. Great Notion, yeah. Great Notion is is big, um, they, and the, and they're they're actually the reputation is 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 probably well earned because they're not overhyped a lot of their stuff is very very good um but when they have a new release they don't they don't um distribute too much (laughs) like they don't they don't have they don't send their their kegs out um so you have to go to their facility yeah their kegs are only on draft at their place yes and there's only like one or two stores that you can sometimes find their ipa yes and so what 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 bottle shops will do is they'll go to drop will drive to great notion and they'll buy like a box of their stuff when it gets released on can and then they'll take it back to their bottle shops and you can Mm -hmm. buy them there usually at a marked up price yeah because like we've been we we have uh we have a friend that ubers up in portland and we told her, it's like, hey, Great Notion's got a, a new beer releasing today. Could you go up and get it? She went there and got it, or she went up there to go get it, and it was it was gone. It was yeah. it was literally gone within like three hours. Yeah. All the beers were gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, I've, I, I'm on those lists. I, I, I'm on the, I'm on Great Notion's list. I'm on um, Rogue's list for some of their seasonal stuff. Yeah. I'm on a couple others where I get notifications when it's available and it's, you drive there that day and you get it or you don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but sometimes stuff like that will pop up on Tavor sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and you can also get in, uh, into some beer trading groups. And yeah. uh, uh, for those of us who live in Oregon, Great Notion trades like crazy. Like you can get yeah. anything you want if you have some Great Notion beers. Yes. Yeah. Um, because they're sought after all over the country. So. Yeah. I, I just... I just like drinking them. I'm not going to get Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I usually get the Great Notions. In fact, yeah. uh, what was really funny is I had John buy me a uh, uh, two four-packs of Great Notion. He mm. got the one of the maple ones. And oh, got, yeah, the, and the, the, yeah, the stack, the maple stack. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the maple stack. Um, and he got something else. And then he got an offer for a beer trade, and they said, hey, can you get me some of the maple stack Great Notion? And he had already drank his, so he had to call me and buy mine back for me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <like> <laughs> So he could make this trade. And I said, you owe me half of that trade. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what he got, but it was something yeah. out of Florida that okay. he really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That was a, that was a pretty funny, funny moment. It was like less than a week later. He yeah. goes, Jeff, I need those back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't drink them. Yeah. So, no, I still got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have drank them. So. Well, the that but the 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 maple stack ones that you can you can get they 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 put those out fairly regularly. Yeah, so. that one's a regular release. Yeah, that was yeah. fairly regular. All right, more than halfway in. That's okay. That's impressive. You got it. It's kind of growing on me. Mm, all right. I said kind of. <laughs> kind of. Whoa! <laughs> Pump those brakes, Steve. Wow, that was like almost the Christopher Walken whoa there. Whoa! 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 <laughs> this uncomfortable IPA down my throat is is dank. <laughs> it's dank. 
Yeah. <laughs> Our horrible Christopher Walken impressions. That's right. <laughs> Here all night. By yeah. the meal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's kind of growing on me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem as offensive. It's still offensive, but yeah. it's it's not as offensive. Yeah. Um, it's but like, it really, it, it just smells like bad weed. It's like after the drill sergeant was yelling after you, you know, for like an hour after a while, it's yeah. just like, eh, you know, you keep yelling at me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just smells like bad wheat, and there's really weird floaties in it. Oh, like you, you, yeah, like, you, yeah. like really large well, floaties. Someone, someone probably just you know scraped the bottom of their bong or something like that, or their pipe, and just like let's throw it's that like bong water mixed with a pilsner. Oh, oh yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm ashamed to say it's not as offensive as it was when I started. <laughs> I'm um, accustomed to it. You're gonna yeah. miss it when it's gone. No. <laughs> No, like, I will be on to like, the next one. Like a, like like being in an abusive relationship. Yeah, and I'm not going to go to the bottom because there are a lot of floaties in this. Tell you what, I'm going to take one more drink, then I'm going to get another beer. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, there Everyone are see floaties that? there. Everyone see that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get another beer. Um... Steve, why don't you intro the uh, the uh, Boston Dynamics okay. story? All right. So um, uh, what we have here, <laughs> no, um, so a lot of you have probably seen the Boston Dynamics dog, the creepy robotic dog that everybody shares on um, YouTube. Um, that it's kind of like just this weird hopping, creeping dog. If you guys haven't seen it, you should probably look it up. But apparently, it's going commercial. You can go out and buy it for yourself and freak your neighbors out if you want to. Uh, if you got to spare $74,000, you can buy yourself your own robot dog. This would probably be on record for being the most expensive thoroughbred dog out there. The breed being RoboCop, RoboDog, RoboCop dog. I don't know. Anyway, so I guess Boston Dynamics is um, going to be releasing this sometime. Let me see here. I didn't really read the article. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff made me do this, and I'm not really prepared. Oh, okay. It was launched last year. I guess. So the uh, 45, uh, 74,000 fee constitute. <laughs> the fee, an outright purchase, by the way, not a lease, uh, an academic and research institution can get you a discount if they contact the company. Include the package are two batteries, a year warranty. And uh, is intended to strike a balance between what robotics research can afford and the value that corporate customers can derive from Spot. So his name's Spot. Spot. Is his name Spot? His name is Spot. No. Okay. Yep. All right. So looks looks like Jeff is making a cocktail. You are indeed yes, correct, right. Skull. So I checked my fridge. The only thing I have in there that's a twelve ounce bottle is an Avery fifteen point six percent. <laughs> well, that's and I'm almost, not, it's almost like I'm, my right boulevard yeah and i'm not opening a bomber 
and uh, and I think I had like a porter that I've already had on the show before. It's like, ah, it doesn't sound all that exciting. No. Uh, so I'm going to make another old fashioned, uh, but I'm going to break out my bullet rye 12 year. Mm, the good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. That's wonderful. Are you going to use any special bitters? Um, I do. I have uh, some Bitter Housewife bitters. Oh yeah, that's the, that's your that's your go-to yeah. bitter right now. Yeah, this is my go-to, and it's uh, yeah. it's a Portland company, and they are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, I had some last time I was I was yeah. over there. It's good. They're delicious. Like like no knock on Angostura. I love Angostura yeah. bitters. Yeah, well, Angostura's, but they're they're standard. But these are just a yeah. Angostura is the the ketchup of bitters. Yeah, it, everyone has it. It's great. Everyone loves it. But sometimes you can need a little barbecue sauce. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You need you need a little secret sauce, right? A little A one. Yeah, from time a to little A one. Worcestershire sauce. All right, so I'm gonna do about two and a half ounces. Yeah, trending three. Now, have you ever have you done a rum old fashioned? I have. I make a I make a killer rum old fashioned. Yeah. I've seen a couple cocktail recipes for a rum old fashioned, and it very much intrigued me, and I want to try several of them now. Yeah. Because I do love a classic old-fashioned. Yeah. But I'm also on a rum kick. Yeah. And I kind of want to try a rum old-fashioned. Yeah, no, I, I make a, a pretty killer rum old-fashioned. Uh, I, I add just a little bit of lime to it. And uh, um, I can also make you a pineapple rum old-fashioned. Oh, that sounds interesting. I have delicious. that one. Yeah. See, the, the recipe I saw, instead of like a orange peel, they used a lemon peel. Yeah. And they said that that was like a, a much better pairing. Yeah, uh, with the rum, and I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. I'd go yeah. for that. And just to trigger John, I'm using my uh, my uh, Death Star ice ball tonight. <laughs> that apparently makes John so special because he I, has a I, Death Star. Ice I ball. know it's like it was only on sale on Think Geek like five years ago for like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, that everybody bought. I think I have that mold somewhere too. Yeah. There we go. Pavlovian uh, response, of course. The bullet rye. Yeah. And uh, the twelve year, even though it's it's twelve year, and it usually gets a little uh, uh, smoother with age, mm. the the bullet twelve year rye still has quite a bit of pepper to it. It's it's still got a little little kick. Oh. So, like it's it's really good. Dragon09 says that he uses his bullet bourbon to clean his tobacco pipe. And I've actually done mm-hmm. that before. I haven't used bullet bourbon to, to clean my tobacco pipe, but I have used a bourbon before. I used Buffalo Trace, and it turned out really good. But mm-hmm. I actually, for, for cleaning out my pipe, a high-proof spiced rum yeah. was good because the next smoke out of that pipe was absolutely delicious. Um. Let's see, uh, Novella Hub, time for Jeff to make a Mai Tai. I make a Mai Tai in a very traditional way, and I think maybe next week on the show I can demo that one. Um, so, I mean, I made the old-fashioned before. I mean, there it is. It's an old-fashioned. Yeah, it's an old-fashioned. Um, Everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows the way I make it at this point. It's, uh, you know, three-quarter ounce simple syrup. In this case, I'm using a homemade Demerara syrup, mm-hmm. um, which is just one-to-one Demerara sugar and, and water. Mm-hmm. Boil it for 10 minutes. And then pour it in a, in a, in a bottle. Um, two and a half to three ounces of a rye, and then two to three dashes of bitters. That's it. Stir it. 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, but uh, I do make a very traditional Mai Tai. Now, Steve, what do you think of when you hear Mai Tai? Um, the love boat. I don't know. <laughs> like tropical vacations, like the tropics, yeah. You, you think uh, probably pineapple and orange juice and a lot of rum and a lot of grenadine and very sweet. Very, very sweet, tropically... Yeah. Rummy. That's yes. basically what it is. Yeah. 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 You, rum sugar punch is yeah. is what you think. Right. Yeah. Um, a Mai Tai, and, I, and I'll explain this next week, um, is actually a lime based cocktail that uses an orgeat syrup, which is oh. an almond, which is an almond based syrup. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Orgeat. Yeah. And it is completely different than anyone thinks a Mai Tai is. So hmm. I think I will make that next week. That's cool. Reverend Arrow says he also cures his own tobacco. Mm -mm. That's me. Hey, I'll take some. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay. Okay, so where are we now? We're done with a doggy story. Yep. Uh, um... Zoom. Excuse me. Ah. Zoom. Uh, Zoom is in the news again. <laughs> there is no data, only Zoom. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, Zoom is in the news again. So, uh, Zoom had a major update uh, a couple of weeks ago. They forced everyone to move to their 5.0 software. Mm-hmm. And uh, as part of that update, they said all of our paid customers now have end to end encryption, which was one of the main focus points that the the you know, slam articles that came out right. were trying to make like, well, the, it's not encrypted at the server level. Yeah. Just like every other voice chat you're on. Like, yeah. Yes, nothing's I encrypted know. at yeah, the server I level. Know. They're all unencrypted. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody's okay. spying on you. Don't worry. Right. No. Um, and the encryption they were using was only 128 AES. They probably should have been using 256, but at the same time, if you're going to man in the middle something, 128 still probably fine. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the points that came up about their security wasn't terrific or wasn't really valid, but eh. But they yeah. still fixed them. And, they and still the, did it, yeah. And so they, they implemented 256, and they said, we'll offer all of our paid customers end-to-end encryption. Um, and people went, wait, all your paid customers? What about your free customers? Oh, well, we still want to be able to work with local law enforcement and and whatnot and be able to give footage over to mm-hmm. law enforcement for for potentially illegal behavior <laughs> so that means that if you want to do illegal things on zoom you should pay for it just pay for it just pay right. for it i mean you're you're dealing you got you get a lot of drug money you got going around here right. you might as well pay the extra for right. the Zoom service to which everyone responded um no yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah exactly <laughs> and so zoom said okay we'll go ahead and encrypt and encrypt it so yeah. Zoom is now offering end-to-end encryption for all users mm-hmm. after after a little bit of blowback from uh, from well everyone. Yeah. Um so you know, credit to Zoom for eventually landing on the right decision. I've been a little bit of a def- of a defender of Zoom um as it's still one of the simplest products to use. Yeah. The security problems that they had, I don't really perceive as major problems um you know and you still have to understand 
the system that you're using is a system right. that you're not in charge of. Yeah. And you know, if you want to be 100% secure, then use your own system. Um, but as far as like, I need to voice chat with my doctor or my kid right. needs to get into an online classroom now, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. No one cares. No, no one's no, going now, to look now, at that. No one's, no one's, well, now no one's going to be able to see your video chat with grandma to know if you really mm -hmm. did get that $5 check from her for your birthday. Right. Because right. that's, because now everyone people, can zoom. Yeah, everyone can right. zoom. Yeah. That's right. All right. So Zoom did the right thing. Yes, they they did eventually come to the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um I I wish they would have made that decision right away. It would have been a lot easier yeah. to say, "Hey, way to go Zoom." But well, <laughs> <laughs> civil <laughs> Oh yes, well thank you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> actually, actually, I do have a pipe that looks like that. I know. I do. Like almost exactly like that. Yeah, I know. That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Join the Discord. Join the Patreon mm -hmm. down below, please. Get in on the fun. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, how about some legal talks, Steve? Oh yeah, that's that's nothing. Nothing that's, gets my gears yeah. firing like legal talk. Uh -huh. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I tell my wife is I roll over and I'm like, "Tell me something Perry Mason said." You know, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what gets me off. <laughs> Steve, you're moaning about twelve angry men in your sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like legalese that gets me off in the morning. Yep. He he uh he he's got like literally just terms of service next to his toilet. Yeah, so he's that's right. <laughs> Apple shall not be held liable if you use an iPhone in a nuclear <gasps> facility. Oh! <laughs> anyway, uh, so, sorry everyone. Um, so just when we thought Duke Nukem might just finally go away, like. Yes. Not yes. be in the news for something yeah. because mm -hmm. you haven't been relevant for over 20 years. Like, you yeah. realize that. It's been since 1994 since Duke Nukem was relevant. Yes. Relevant. With Duke Nukem 3D. Not, 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 not with a released game, but relevant. Relevant, right. Relevant, yeah. I know they have Duke Nukem forever. Yes. Not relevant, though. Yeah, it's not relevant. I, right. I, I do have a shameful confession to make, though. And, and this is a Talking Heads exclusive. I bought Duke Nukem Forever day one. Did you? I did. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> if I if time travel is ever invented, I'm not gonna go back and kill Hitler. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go back and save JFK. I'm gonna go back and tell him to me to, to not buy Duke Nukem Forever day one. I think my life would be so much better uh, today if I didn't do that. I could be living in a mansion if I if I didn't do that. Steve's I, statements I, are his own and do not reflect the opinions <laughs> of Craft Computing or its affiliates. Uh, I uh, choices one and two are probably still go back and kill Hitler, go back and prevent MLK, and then step three is go back and say, Steve, you probably shouldn't have bought Duke Nukem forever. Like the writing well, was on the least, wall for that one. At least one. I'm third. At least I'm third. Okay. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you that one as a as, as a professional courtesy. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but I'm putting the other two first. All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I also bought No Man's Sky day one. But, they, okay, they rectified that because No Man's Sky is actually pretty good. It was fixed 18 months later, right? Uh, okay, granted, <laughs> this is Duke Nukem Forever came out, what, five years ago? And it, it hasn't changed? <laughs> they, right. They, they, they released some DLC for it, and that was it. Uh, let's see. Nine years. 2011. That's when Duke Nukem Forever came 2011. out? 2011. June oh, 10th, 2011. Man. So we literally just crossed the nine-year anniversary for it. Time flies when you're wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it got a 6 out of a 10 on Steam. It mm-hmm. got a 62% uh, of users on Google mm-hmm. reviews liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not high scores, not high scores. I forced myself to beat it. Yeah. I, I had to physically force myself to beat it. Oh God, this hurts. I was like 10. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, civil says 12 year old me was into it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 12 year old me was playing the original Duke. Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I know Steve's still going, ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. The, oh, the, you're talking about the Duke Nukem side-scroller, not Duke Nukem 3D, right? Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, God, that's even worse. Yeah. Because I remember both. Yeah, no, like, I, I remember <laughs> the side-scroller, too. Yeah. I played the side-scroller before I played 3D. So you're not, okay. like, completely out. Like, okay, yeah. okay. All right, because, like, a lot of people like, oh, that's Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, what's that? Let's yeah. go. They have a side-scroller? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'll go back and play 1 and 2 now. Right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah um yeah when did uh when did duke 3d come out oh gosh that's like 90 i always say 94 96 96 oh, i was right yes yep. yeah i always want to say 94 but yeah it was 96 no it was 96 so. but yeah no i i loved it when duke Nukem 3d came out that game was that game was awesome yeah it came out at the same time doom did but it, it actually had like a lot more fun things to do than vertical it, vertical it yeah thought, you had, you had the jet pack, outside of yeah the, sh- the shrink ray they mm-hmm. had some really great weapons in there that just made it a super fun game to play right it, it was super innovative for a a brand new like mode of thinking because yeah. you have to think of uh of wolfenstein and blake yeah. stone and some yeah. of those original games that came out yeah. um from id that were um or id mm-hmm. that were kind of like the the we've made the transition from side scroller shooters to mm-hmm. first person shooters. Yes. But all of them had one thing in common and that's all the levels were 100% flat. Yes. There was no elevation in them whatsoever. Yeah, there was no up or down. Doom changed that a little bit in that they added elevators and like two and three story yes. rooms but, and but then the a, thing... and then the occasional outdoor area with yep. like cliffs you could fall off. Right. But but that was still super rare. Mm-hmm. In the first level of Duke Nukem you jump down an elevator shaft into like this open like city street, yeah. uh, and and that city building is like seven or eight mm-hmm. stories tall. There's a secret on the second story in the in the very first takes place you that to you the come apartments, to. Yeah, yeah, it takes you into the apartment building. Um, you break into the theater. They've got a full movie complex in there. There's yeah. enemies flying all around you. Oh yeah, it was innovative for its it day. It was. And, it was. And there's a reason innovative. it was such a good game. Um. But yeah, anyway, we're getting off topic here. Yeah. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever and Duke Nukem 3D. Duke Nukem 3D is actually the the point of this this article here. 
And that's that Gearbox and Apogee Software still can't get their S together. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. But we just said, okay, that came out in 96, right? We just said that. 90, 96. There's still legal troubles happening with this. Stuff. Yes, with Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Gearbox Software, a la, you know, the Borderlands series, purchased the Duke Nukem franchise from Apogee Software, which owns 3D Realms. So 3D Realms remained a studio or a publisher or whatever within the Apogee family. Mm -hmm. And they purchased the Duke Nukem name and assets from 3D Realms. So Gearbox owns Duke Nukem at this point. Yeah. Um, part of that agreement was twofold. Number one, Apogee needs to swear there are no outstanding license agreements with anything. And every asset you are selling Gearbox, you own which means all of your characters, all of your names, all of your music, uh, everything gear or, uh, will be transferred to Gearbox and Gearbox maintains full ownership and no licensure of those products. Number two is that if there happens to be a license agreement or a license dispute or something like that, yep. there's essentially a hold harmless clause to Gearbox within this, this purchase agreement where Apogee will bear the brunt of whatever legal process comes after. And so if, let's say, uh, a music track comes up and, and is copyright claimed by someone, by some group mm -hmm. that says, you don't have yep. rights to use this, this, song, this, yeah. this song, Apogee will step in and say, we'll pay the licensing so Gearbox can produce the game and, and keep that original song. There's a reason I keep coming back to the music is that's exactly the crux yes, of the current exactly lawsuit. <laughs> is that Gearbox happened, or Apogee 3D Realms happened to not own the music for the original Duke Nukem 3D. Yep. In fact, the license was owned by the music artist, uh, by the original composer of the music. And when Gearbox released the Duke Nukem Anniversary World Tour in 2016, the, the, original, the original artist said, hey, you don't own the rights to that music. I do, and sued Gearbox. Gearbox went to Apogee and said, hey, we have, number one, a guarantee that there's no licensure on any of this yep. and that we were the owners of it. And number two, we have a hold harmless, so you guys need to fix this. And Apogee sent, we ain't fixing S, brother. And so now Gearbox <laughs> is suing Apogee. <laughs> yeah. Over a game from 1996. Yeah, over a game from 1996 that they're yep. still trying to still... milk, milk yeah, that milk dry that cow. So... Oh, man. And are they milking it? You think like with the new consoles and stuff like that, mm -hmm. announcing a new version of GTA Five and Skyrim and and all those other games that they're just milking the crap out of? No. I want they, everyone they milk, who buys they... GTA Five for the PS Five to instantly be greeted on the "Oh, you're finally awake." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, they, they, they've been milking. Franklin wakes up on the wagon, going, "What the?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor is yeah. the dragonborn. <laughs> they should honestly have a compilation of like they should always they should do package deals of games mm -hmm. with Skyrim. Yeah. And then if you beat the original game, it fades to black and instantly starts in Skyrim with you on the wagon. <laughs> they need to that, start including that's the that only, is... that's the only way you could launch Skyrim that way. Is you, it's just you have to beat the game. You have to, fades, you have to beat Borderlands black. 3. Yeah. <laughs> and when you die after finally unlocking the vault or whatever else, it, it fades. Yeah, it fades, <laughs> fades to and black. It goes and goes, and goes to. <laughs> oh, you're finally awake. Oh, you're finally awake. <laughs> 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 this 
the brilliant ideas here. Brilliant ideas, guys. Th- there needs to be Easter eggs like that in some games. I'm surprised oh, there awesome. haven't been already. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, you know, in Doom, there, I mean, also a Bethesda product, but there's uh, the Dragonborn with an arrow in his knee with, yeah. a, with the, the iron helmet on laying mm-hmm. in, in one of the, the alleys that you walk through. And Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there there's Easter eggs like that, but I want someone to go like full bore and do a a Skyrim intro like you're on Ending, a yeah. wagon and carriage and fade in. And I want, I want that as an Easter egg at some point. Yeah. That would be funny. I like some it. RPG, like, you know, you're joining the thieves guild or, you know, like, like something like that where your character is kidnapped and all of a sudden you wake up on a wagon. Like, yeah. I want that and it's just, oh, somewhere you're awake. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Hmm. Anyway. Well, so I'm, a, I am almost done with this. I'm going to like, we're getting close. Yeah. We're getting close. Go for it. Um, I'll okay. wait for you for the next one because it's Adobe Flash, and I'm sure you have two cents to throw in on that one. Uh, you know, I, I love to I love to dump on Adobe Flash, um, <laughs> but um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna actually do this one in a glass here because that this one's got it's got IPA residue and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with my boneyard glass. Yeah, mine has bong water in it. So yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want this. Oh, I thought this was going to be thicker than than uh, or darker than what it is. Hmm. Oh wait, before I finish pouring this. Yeah, make sure you pour pour your sampler. Yes, I got to pour for my wife. From that small amount of IPA I gave her, she's probably passed out somewhere. <laughs> That's my wife. She drinks like eight ounces of a cider and goes, "I'm done." Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, actually, my wife can. She can. She can pound it pretty good. Actually, I, I know your wife can. Yes, yes, she can. <laughs> I've I've gone shot to shot with your wife, and I tip my hat to thee. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she typically has to drive me home, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, let me smell this thing. Uh, smells okay. Now, which one is this again? This is this is the Rye on Rye. So oh, it's that's a right. Rye Ale aged in whiskey barrels mm-hmm. uh, with maple syrup. Okay. So whiskey and pancakes, basically. Yes. Oh wow, that is really good. <laughs> it's got, it's got some really good whiskey notes to it. Some really good rye. You can taste the rye beer to it. Mm-hmm. It's got. Um, See, I, I love a rye beer that's also barrel aged because yes. I, I love rye whiskey. Like, like I appreciate a yes. bourbon and that's, I appreciate I, yeah, a good I scotch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is this has got the maple isn't coming like super maple, but the sweetness is definitely coming through at the end. Silver Bro wants to go drinking with my wife. <laughs> I'll tell her that. Next time you come down, we'll all go drinking out together. Yeah. Maybe she'll come in. I don't know. I texted her. I told her. I told her that her sample's ready. Maybe she's watching. I don't know. All of a sudden, my Discord chat isn't going through. That's weird. On on uh, yeah. Restream? No, on Discord. I'm trying to type into Discord and it's oh failing on me, which is bizarre. Um, so I think I'm gonna quit and rejoin. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Adobe anyway. Flash is in the news. Yes. Can you Speak, believe it? Speaking of, of old things. 2020. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're still talking about Flash. Speaking of old things, it's not just Steve. Uh, Flash. Uh, uh, go save snap. the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of old things, Adobe Flash is in the news. Um, and that has, that is, mm-hmm. that Adobe has a officially announced an end-of-life date for Adobe Flash. Yes, exactly. They have finally... Oh, you're going to show your bottle there? There you go. Scotty Fit was wanting to know what I was drinking. Okay. Yeah, Boulevard Rye on Rye. Yeah, Rye on Rye whiskey barrel aged with maple syrup. Um, So that is that Adobe has announced an official end-of-life date for Adobe Flash. Mm -hmm. They are throwing in the sword. Mm -hmm. They are conceding defeat. Yes. Dropping out of the race. This is this is like What other you, idioms can I throw at this? Do you, do you remember you remember when the the death of Superman comic book came out? This yes. is pretty much equal to that. Yeah. This is the death of Flash. Not Flash the superhero, this Flash the yeah. whatever, but yeah, Flash, it's like Flash that. the browser it's, extension. Flash the browser, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh basically end of year 2020. Yep. They say you won't be able to download it anymore. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to use it anymore. We are right. officially taking it off our site. Yeah. Um, although they have, I don't think they've said anything about, uh, what is that, Flash or Fireworks or whatever that is. That is, is part of the creative suite. So I don't know if you'll still be able to like write Flash applications. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I would suspect that they would probably still have the standalone player. That you yeah. can download and install. They they probably won't support it. They probably won't like um, you know develop it anymore. Uh, but you know, because like there's some legacy Flash applications that you can still download. There's, there's like some old games. Yeah, we were just talking about that Newgrounds, which was like an old website that just had a mm-hmm. ton of Flash content. That that's all it was. Yeah, and there was some really great stuff on there. That if they deprecate it it's it's gone you know you can't do anything with it on a browser because most browsers have basically shut it off so the only thing that would preserve that is if you had it you can download it and you can play it again on your local yeah um you know there's uh stick figure death theater that was another huge one that relied yeah. on flash that yeah. uh that was quite popular through the early 2000s oh, yeah. and, and whatnot um but uh, there's a lot of, you know, late 90s, early 2000 games that are built on Flash. Oh, yeah. There's, there's games that are still popular today that are built on Flash. On Flash, yes. Um, you know, a good chunk of Facebook games. You know, you think Farmville, you think a couple of... Mm-hmm. Those were all Adobe Flash products. I think most of the more popular Facebook ones have already converted to HTML5. They've already converted, now. but... Yeah. But, you know, you think of, like, the, the boom in, like, the mid, mid-2010s... mid Oh, yes, 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 yes. ...of Facebook games. Yeah. They were all Flash-based. Oh, yes, they were. Yeah. Um, so for Adobe to finally throw in the towel on this um, uh, is kind of a big deal because it is finally the end of an era that drug on for probably about 10 years too long. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, yeah, it's uh, there's not a lot of news on 
if there's anything that's going to be done to preserve some of these old applications. Um, because there, there's also a whole community that does like to preserve, you know, oh yeah, his, history of applications. Of you know, I, I'm I'm a huge proponent for for abandonware type stuff. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. You know, preserving the past as it is and being able to run it on not only run it but run it on like native hardware, and native applications, not just find a workaround mm. and go, oh, it kind of looked like this. No, I yes. want to see no, it I want, in yeah. its original form. Right. Well, I mean, we we do have things like DOSBox now that will run old DOS applications that can't run natively in Windows mm -hmm. anymore. So, I mean. I'm I'm sure Flash will still be able to run on Windows for some time to come. Yep. But I mean, there could be a time where, because since it's being abandoned, that will have to be a Flash emulator out there that that will yep. emulate Flash. So you can play some old Flash stuff. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, I've I've heard tale of there's like an open source Flash project that's trying to do some preservation. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's actually some hope that um. Adobe may just open source Flash code. And so, you know, sites like that can get off the mm -hmm. ground and say, hey, we've we've built our own, you know, open source Flash emulator. And yeah. if you want to play all these old games, you can either download them or run them on our site or whatever. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Who knows what will come of that? I doubt Adobe's going to be so giving because that's yeah. intellectual property. Right. You know. Well, it wasn't it wasn't even theirs to begin with. They bought Flash Macromedia. from Macromedia. Yeah. Right. Um, in fact, they did that with, with Illustrator, too. Yes, Illustrator used to be Aldous, Aldous Illustrator. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, they've done that quite a few times throughout the years. Um, yeah. You know, I remember when Macromedia was the thing, and it wasn't a browser extension or anything like that. It, it was, was literally a stand standalone, an, yeah. It, it was a standalone application development platform yeah. that you would write for, and a lot of inexpensive games that you would buy. Yep. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to, like, the mid-'90s. Uh, uh, you remember Independence Day, the movie, you know, Jeff oh, of Goldblum course. And, yes. and, you know, uh, yeah. they, they had a line of toys and in that line of toys came floppy disks. And on those floppy oh, yeah. disks came games that were Macromedia Flash games based on the movie. Yeah. And they actually weren't half bad games. They, they were simple, but they yeah, were, they were simple. Yeah. But those were Flash-based games. Yeah. And you think back to the mid-90s of, like, Frog well, yeah, and Blender. Because it was... And, it was and, and those kinds of... Yeah. Those were all Macromedia Flash. It was a super quick and easy mm -hmm. way to develop something fast. To develop graphical applications. Graphical applications fast, right. yeah. Yeah. And and it was, like, just a multimedia mm -hmm. way of developing things pretty easily. And it was a, it was a good platform for its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was a good platform for the mid '90s. You know, when yep. we didn't have to think about so many security holes. <laughs> I know. Now it's um, just it's just a nightmare for security. Yeah, and it's got to go. It's got to get taken out back and shot. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Poor Flash broke its leg. Got to yep. take it out back, shoot it, put it to glue factory. No, Pa, it's my development <laughs> environment. <laughs> Let me do Let it. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, Pa, it's my SDK. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, Flash officially dead. Yep. End of calendar End year, year yep. 2020. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, Chrome already announced that as of January, I think January 20th, 2020, yeah. they will be killing its Flash extension as well. Yeah. So, yeah, uh... Yeah, ID Prom says uh, I think it was Shockwave at the time, and yeah, it was Shockwave for a good a good long time. It became yeah. Flash later on. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, it was Macromedia Flash Player and Shockwave development environment, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it was and, two different and, things. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah, developed with Macromedia Shockwave, you know, and Flash was still the the language or the yeah. I think Flash ended up being the Shockwave was the, was the environment and Flash was the scripting language. I think. Yeah, something maybe like something that. like that. Yeah, it's been a while. And eventually, it all just balled into but it's Flash. A Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quick time for the win. <laughs> quick time. Uh. All right. All right, enough with reminiscing about Flash. Yes. Uh, Sony, PlayStation 5 news. Yeah, we had the whole... I think there's a lot of people, because it's big, big, big news. Uh, people... Well, we had we had the press conference last week. Yep. And I don't know if you watched it. I watched it. I mean, I, I didn't watch it. I, okay. I I caught the bullet points afterwards. Okay, I, it 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 is what it. I was. It's basically was a streaming version of their press conference that they normally have at E3. What I love is like sixty seconds in, they show the Rockstar logo, and and the crowd goes, "Whoa, we were a Rockstar again!" Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and then it's like the beach scene again, and it's Michael doing yoga, and you're going, "What?" what? <laughs> I know. I remember because like every stream you go on, you're just like. What the fuck, GTA? It's like for for like the whole stream, GTA Five question mark question mark GTA Five. Right. What the? It's like oh my god. Yeah. Like, do you know why GTA Five? Because GTA Five printed Rockstar a billion dollars. Oh yeah, they're still making money off of that. Billion. Red Dead Redemption Two has run its course already, almost. Yeah. And GTA Five is still making them still money. Going, still, still making making the money. money. Um, I mean. Red Dead Redemption 2 okay, made them still, a boatload of money They made, they made well. them a lot of money, too. Yes, of course they did. But the multiplayer hasn't been nearly as popular. No, not as popular but, as GTA 5. Nowhere near. people are still buying shark cards on GTA 5 mm-hmm, and still mm-hmm. spending money at will. And, oh, yeah. uh, man, I'd like to be Will right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, uh, GTA 5 is, I think, the top-selling media item of all time. Movie, theater, TV. It makes it makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. it's transcended three generations of consoles so far. Yeah, I mean this this next one hasn't come out, but they yeah, it it, it was a PS3 and Xbox 360 mid cycle, late 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 cycle late launch. cycle late cycle launch yeah, yeah. late cycle launch. But then it came out, you know, for the PS4 and the Xbox One, and then now it's coming out. I don't. I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. going to come out for the new Xbox, and it's coming off the playstation 5 too so three they're they are really milking the heck out of this thing but that's not what this article is about this is this is we're talking about the place sorry 5. i misspoke so um so jfc said jeff it's not a billion it's billions and i went okay did they make two six <laughs> six billion six billion off of gta 5 gta 5 Worldwide Holy revenue moly. year to date six billion dollars. Wow! That's why you get GTA Five on PlayStation Five as a launch title. Yeah, yeah. is because they went. They, yeah, we'll tweak it and add some extra shaders to it. You want to throw us another billion? We're yeah. cool with that. Yeah, we've got the scratch. Oh yeah, let's just let's let's get another one billion dollars. Yeah, let's get next. Sold one hundred thirty million copies worldwide. And six billion in revenue. That's, I don't know. The majority from I, online gaming I, purchases. I'm, I'm almost. I'm almost like. 
I'm thinking that they're they're like doing this as almost a experimentation in human psychological whatevers to see how much they can really milk out of people. Yeah. Like how much can we really squeeze out of this rock? Because at this point, it's it's almost like I think this is an experiment. This is like this is like some scientific people behind us. Like, well, let's see if we can just throw that there. See what we can do. And and Scotty points out that number is from 2018. Oh God. GTA 5 is now the most profitable entertainment product ever, passing $6 billion, was published November 13th, 2018. Mm, so gosh. two and a half years, years ago. ago. yeah. Or sorry, about 18 months ago. A little, little over 18 months. Um, but yeah, they, they surpassed $6 billion in 2018, making yeah. them the most profitable and most revenue-generating entertainment product of all time. Any entertainment product you've ever thought of Yes. They made more. Yes. Yeah. Just eclipses movies and, and any kind of form of entertainment you can think of. That's crazy. It's pushing like national sports leagues at <laughs> yes, six billion in revenue. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, this is, and this is just one product within the scope of, you know, video games and digital entertainment. Yeah. Anyway, so PlayStation 5, Rockstar announces GTA 5, launch title for, yep. for PS5. Um, one thing they didn't say during the whole thing was how much, much it is, will be. Yep. What's which the is, price? Which is what everybody wants to know. Right. Yes. And there's been plenty of speculation because... We know it's going to be called the PlayStation 5. Yes, how much money know. do I have to give you? Yes. That's what I want to know. Yes. I don't and care so, that you're all AMD. I don't care yes. what the physical specs yes. are. It's yes. a console. It'll play whatever the current generation is at 60 FPS. I get it. I'm fine with that. How much is it going to be? So, apparently, Amazon France, right? Mm -hmm. It got leaked through Amazon France, which apparently has leaked a whole bunch of stuff before in the past. Yes, they have. They have. They're, they to, play it fast to, and loose in Amazon to, France. Yeah, I guess in France, they you know, they're... Yeah. They they go out, they close, you know, their stores by about noon and have a three hour lunch and have a couple, you know, bottles of wine, come yeah. back to work. And they're like, oh, yeah, release that. Let's go. Yeah, that's why they, um, they have their couple bottles of wine and say, oh, we got the PlayStation 5 uh, side built. What uh -huh. should we do? Uh, post it. Fuck it. PlayStation 5. <laughs> let's tell everyone. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's what they do. That was an accurate representation of what actually happened. Yes. Uh, and see. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> much to everyone's, I guess, not big surprise, it was pretty much the price point that they thought it was going to be. It's um, actually significantly lower than I thought it was going to be. Well, I, you know, a lot of people were speculating because I uh, heard speculation as high as about six fifty. Yeah, I, well, I there was someone who did like a what they thought a hardware breakdown would be, and they said it was going to be like six fifty to seven hundred, but. You know, who knows? They, they, they could. There's a lot of times where they'll release a console and the hardware <laughs> will be sold at a loss. And then a lot of times because the hardware is revolutionary and people will jump in a bit, they make it up in software costs. So, you know, maybe, 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 maybe they've gotten this down to a science where they can say, okay, if we're going to, we're going to take a loss for the first year, but because of the software we put out, everyone's going to buy it. We'll make up for it within a year. Right. They did that. They did. They tried doing that with the PS3, and I think it took them like 
four years or something before they actually made it. Yeah, um, because they undercut the hardware so hard. <clears throat> yeah, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 both sold at a loss mm -hmm. the entire life of the hardware. Um, it, it took it took like years before they were actually like before really both divisions even. were profitable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason they did that was because in mid 2006 or whenever it was yeah. that uh, uh, that those consoles launched, um, PC gaming was really on the rise, it and was. it was on the rise at like a meteoric kind of arch. Um, where it was. It's like, I would, we're not going to be able to catch it. Right. It was. It was like at the golden age. It was like, it was like yeah. when Half Life came out. It's like yeah. It was. Unreal it was Half Life out. Two. You had yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Half Life. No, two it was. Era. It was before Half Life Two because like Half Life Two came up for the 360 later. Yeah. It was. It was Half Life was still there. Unreal. Unreal Tournament had come out. Um, it was it, Quake. It, Quake Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Really Quake big. Tournament. You had. Um, uh, gosh, what's the? I'm trying to think of. Well, you had Crisis coming out about that same time. Was that around that time Crisis came out? That yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Crisis came time. out, but they had announced it in 2006. Mm -hmm. um, and so all of a sudden you're competing with like this, with like the graphics that PC can deliver and the gameplay that they can deliver. Mm -hmm. And you have to get the console into people's hands so they can buy the software. Right. It. And so the Xbox 360 came out and it was, I think, $300 at launch and it was $199 for the arcade version. Yes. So if you didn't want any local storage and you were fine with just playing off discs, there you go. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, uh, and it was it was the only time. And it was legit. Yeah, it was. Like a good amount it, of hardware it was for your the, money. It was, it was the only time in recent, in any, well, within within the last, you know, 20 years where a console release for a brief moment had higher specs than what you can buy for a PC. Had eclipsed PC games. Had eclipsed PC for like six like months. A, like six, not even that. I yeah. think it was like three months or something like that. Yeah. It was very, very short time, but they did. And the price point was excellent, but they suffered for that because they did mm -hmm. not make a profit at that hardware for almost the entire life of that mm -hmm. hardware. So I don't think, I think they're, they're like trying to find that sweet spot right here. They're trying to find like where we can, we can we can take a little bit of loss on this on the hardware, but it's still attractive enough for people to buy it, and then we can gain it back fairly quickly within like a year yeah. of selling this stuff. I think that's what they're going for right here. Right, and uh, and they might be selling this at a slight loss, although we know AMD gets really good bins out of their products, and they we do. know both these they consoles do. are AMD based. Yes. Um, they might not be selling at a loss. That's well, the scary that, thing. Okay, but that's they're they're talking about this proprietary uh, NVM. E, uh, technology that they're putting into the PS5. I, they, they say it's proprietary. I don't know. I, they, that's what they say. The storage has never been closer to the processor. I the know. I know. Is I, I get I, 5,000 megabytes per second. Yes. It's a lot. Yes. I don't fathom that it's anything different than it's on PC. I, I, I agree with I you there. Can't. I I agree with you there. I think it's all marketing hype. It I is a it lot is. of marketing hype. I think it's a lot of marketing um, hype. Now, now if you compare it to the drives that were sold in all the previous consoles, because oh yeah, of, it's 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 like Rocket League's uh, right. Yes, yeah. It's basically flash memory. You know, it's basically oh, yeah. like yeah. yeah. And so the idea that you can, and and there might be specific algorithms within mm -hmm. the OS that mm -hmm. say we're just gonna hold whatever. It, 
you know, this is basically as like live memory. Yeah. Um, and so no more loading scenes, no yes. more this and that, you know. But if you're optimizing for a console and you're optimizing down and you're rendering at a lower resolution, yeah. which spoiler alert, they're not going to render it 4K. Not render 4K yeah. Sorry. In, in fact, I think Digital Foundry already did an analysis of a lot of the videos that they showed at the conference. Mm hmm. And they said that there was a few things that were running at native 4K, but the ones that were running at native 4K were running at like 30 frames per second yeah. or, or below. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of um, dynamic scaling going on. Yeah. And so I, like, I trust... Like when Halo 3 launched on the Xbox 360 and they said, yeah. you can game at 1080p and it's like the most magnificent thing ever. Halo 3 was still running at like 760p. Yeah, I that's know. the it resolution like, it ran yeah. natively at, and it upscaled to a 1080 output. Yeah, that's all it was, yeah. and that's all consoles have ever done. Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble. No, they've always done that. It's never been raw. Well, in some cases, it's been raw, but for the most part, you could not tell because they don't give you the option of being able mm -hmm. to set it that way. Yep. Uh, JFC has a great point. You can say anything you want about consoles, but you never need to reinstall Windows on them. No antivirus, no license. Just sit down and play. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's why they sell. That's that's the big selling point. And and quite honestly, I'm I'm a big proponent of game on whatever you want to game. No, on. I I am. I I am I am not a staunch PC master race. You know, 144 hertz or bust. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing or whatever the next benchmark okay. that I have to EP mm -hmm. measure is. You know, because for a while it was 60 FPS at 1080p, and then it was like, well, everything can do that now because, right. well, Intel is screwing us by releasing the same products over and over. So what's the next thing we can shoot for? Oh, let's shoot for, you know, 90 FPS or bust. Let's shoot for 144 yeah. FPS or bust. Yeah, this, this, um, is, this is how I've always looked at it anyway, because I'm, I'm not a big audiophile. Mm -hmm. I just have, when I'm, when I'm watching movies or watching TV, I just have a soundbar. Mm -hmm. It's super, it's easy. I've, I've been to people's houses who are audiophiles and they have this mm -hmm. whole thing set up and they play me some music and I'm like, I get it. I get it. There's a big difference. I just don't care. Right. I just don't care. When I play my games, I want my PC because I want the best. This is what I enjoy doing. I am mm -hmm. a hardware, software gaming enthusiast. It's just, yes. like, just like there's audiophiles who are audiophiles enthusiasts. Right. So people and I get who want, it. yeah, people I who want it. to play games, they just want to play games, and that's right. fine. That's fine. You can be a game enthusiast without being an FPS nut. You can be yeah. a game enthusiast without yeah. being a resolution nut. Right. You can be yeah. a game enthusiast. You just like being I like whatever. playing these games, right? You're right. like I like movies, but I don't need my THX, right. you know, eight point one surround sound, blah 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 blah, yeah. whatever. Pay, I don't need to pay that much money to enjoy it. So, I, so, I, so I so, get that. So concept. I have I have a 75 inch Vizio 4K 120 hertz mm -hmm. TV in my living room, mm -hmm. and I have a really nice Vizio soundbar with uh, with a Polk Audio subwoofer attached to it. Yeah, I disconnected the Polk Audio sound or the 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 soundbar. Because my Roku remote can't control the volume on it, and it's a pain oh, really? in the ass to have to stand up and go turn down the soundbar manually. The and, yeah. and so I use just the speakers on the TV, and I'm okay. Yeah, I make it day to day. Yeah, I'm I'm not yeah. you know curled up in the fetal position in my living room going, oh, I wish the yeah. bass was better. I wish yeah. the bass was better. I wish I, and, it... I, and I think a but lot of the that... convenience factor, yeah. like a console. It's fine. It's fine. And I, I can I, watch a movie like this. And I completely agree. I think I think where the whole, you know, PC master race console thing comes from is like 
where the console people say, well, no, mine is, is so much better. It's better than right. PC. It's always been. It's like, no, it's it's not. But it's fine that you like it. It's okay. It's, you it's had not three like... months in the last 40 years. Yes. Where, that, you where it was better, better than yeah. a PC. And that was it. Don't. And that's yourself. because they sold you six hundred dollars in yeah. hardware for one ninety nine. Yeah. It's that's like why. it's like me going to somebody's you know house that has a you know ten thousand dollar surround sound system, and me going like, I don't know, my sound bar is better. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the equivalent of it, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's no, it's not better. And I get I get why you do it. I, right. I'm just not into it. Right. Exactly. And that's and, fine. And that's fine. It's you know. Fine. And 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 I I've always come to the PC perspective. And, and the gaming perspective in general of if you're enjoying what you're doing, who the hell cares? Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, I have always been a, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll play on whatever. Mm-hmm. To, today, while I was waiting for Steve to join, I'll get into my RTX voice complaint right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I told Steve about this right yeah, before the stream. Right. Yeah. So um, I sent Steve the Zoom invite. And, and I was waiting for him to join. So I had Steam or I had uh, Zoom launched and I had OBS open and ready for the stream. And uh, and I'm just sitting there chilling. And I went, you know what? I've been kind of jamming on some old DOSBox games lately. Let me fire up DOSBox and I'll play a game of like Miles Boren or something like that while I'm waiting for Steve. Which for those who don't know, Miles Boren for DOS launched in 1988. Yeah, It's a card game. And I'm playing a card game on my PC. That's all I wanted to do. So I opened DOSBox and DOSBox crashes immediately. And I went, what the crap? I was on this like an hour ago. And so I launch it again and it crashes again. Launch it again, crashes again. And while it's crashing, my webcams are all freezing. So so both my my C920, which is what Steve's looking at me on, and then my... Uh, Sony cam, which is what you're all looking at me on. Both of those like froze while DOSBox was open. And I went, maybe OBS is screwing with it. So I closed OBS and then I launched DOSBox and DOSBox crashed again. And and my Zoom feed froze. And I went, well, that's weird. Maybe Zoom is effing with it. And so I closed Zoom and then I launched it again and it crashed again. And I went, what the heck else is open? Like I've got a couple of web browsers yep. up and that's it. I've got discord and that's always on. Maybe it's RTX voice. And so I closed RTX voice and DOSBox launched just fine. So DOSBox, DOSBox cannot launch if RTX voice is enabled. Yep. That's what I found in this yep. bug. Um, I don't know why, Yeah. but but that's what I ran into. But the point is that rather than sitting here and playing a game of Rocket League, you know, which I totally could have totally done. Totally could have, yeah. yeah. Jumping onto this or that. I was going to play a game from 1988 while waiting for Steve to join the Zoom meeting. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... (laughs) And you know what? I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's... it's, At 320 by 200 (laughs) resolution on my 1440p, 144 screen. It's a perfect personification of of the dichotomy between, you know, console gaming and PC gaming. Yeah. Not only were you demonstrating that you could do something like that, you could play a game from from a long time ago, and and it should obviously but it also demonstrates that there's incompatibilities and there's some problems but it also demonstrates that you can fix those problems yourself you don't have to call you don't have to send your console into microsoft or sony or anything to fix it for mm-hmm. you you can do that yourself so that kind of that story kind of perfectly personifies the whole dichotomy between the whole thing yes i can sit there and and, and play rocket league for five minutes or whatever but hey
<laughs> Gaming is like whiskey. Enjoy it how you want. Yep. That's right. Uh, Skull says, I'm biting my tongue so hard right now. Jeff and his built-in Vizio speakers. It's not that I don't appreciate my soundbar. It's I enjoy the convenience of being able to control my TV and my sound with one remote. Yeah. More than I appreciate the better sound quality yeah. out of the soundbar. I really do appreciate because because once I've it's experienced a sliding like, scale, do I, you understand? <laughs> don't don't get me wrong with my sound analogy and the console versus PC analogy. I I do appreciate a much better sound system. I right. really do. I just I just don't want to pour that kind of money into it. If I could, I would. You know. Yeah. I just you know it's not my priority right now. Someone said Jeff needs a refill. No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling really done. good right now. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey now, Skull, don't kink shame craft computing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put it down to 96 kilobit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all the weird kinks we're getting coming out today. That's right. Um, we need to get into the last story now. Normally, last, I'd like cut yes. off the last one because we're 15 minutes over, but we got to talk about this one. This one is is, is holy is crap, pretty hilarious. This one is um, I'll let you I'll let you explain it because I didn't. We just I just kind of skimmed this article before okay. the show. You read the whole thing, so I'm gonna let you get into it. I do, but it is really good. So it's the most bizarre and twisted eBay dispute of all time. Yeah, I'll preface it with that that six eBay employees have been fired and a couple of them were kind of high up in the company over a cyber stalking complaint and abuse of power and whatever else you want to call it uh, aimed at a journalist who wrote an article that was less than you know, glowing about eBay. They didn't like eBay. Basically. They didn't like eBay. Didn't they like wrote eBay. an article about it. Six eBay employees retaliated against this journalist yeah. with various means. We'll start with that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to start like reading verbatim the Engadget article because it's gold. Uh, a handful of high-ranking former eBay staff allegedly carry out a bizarre cyberstalking campaign that involves sending preserved fetal pig, bloody pig Halloween mask, a funeral wreath, book on surviving the loss of a spouse, and pornography to a couple who ran a newsletter that eBay viewed as critical of the company. End quote. Today, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts charged six former staff with conspiracy to commit cyberstalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses. Those staff members include a former senior director of safety and security, former director of global resiliency, former manager of eBay's Global Intelligence Center, and a former senior manager of special operations and a former contractor. So that's five out of six that have relevant enough <laughs> positions to list in the article. Yeah. Not just six former eBay employees, four high-ranking officials and a former contractor. And then one random dude who carried some of this out. Um, to continue the article, according to the Department of Justice in 2019, after a newsletter published an article about litigation involving eBay, executive leadership sent messages that it was to take down the newsletter's article. Uh, or 
that it was time editor. to take down the newsletter's editor. That kicked off a three-part harassment campaign. First, the former employees began sending ominous items to the newsletter editor and her husband, who served as publisher. They also sent porn addressed to the editor's neighboring homes, <laughs> a- allegedly harassing the couple on Twitter and planned to dox them in real life. I added in real life, but dox them means dox yeah. them. Um, according to the Department of Justice, a few of the former employees registered for a software development conference in Boston and then drove to the victim's homes nearby in Natick, Massachusetts. Yeah. They allegedly intended to break into the victim's garage and install a GPS tracking device on their car, but the victims noticed the surveillance and noti- notified the Natick police. The eBay employees allegedly tried to interfere with the investigation that followed. It's, it's this complete... Like okay. I said! Okay, I don't know what article they're talking about that was negative to eBay. eBay is a multi, I don't know, billion, million dollar industry that everybody uses. Yeah. One negative person is probably not going to do anything to that. Why they would go to these lengths, I, maybe, I, I don't know. Was it a personal insult to some of these people? I have no idea. I, I have no idea because I have the original no idea. article is not even linked in this article. I, I do. I and, do. And from uh, the sound of this article, it was a newsletter. Yes. Like it I, wasn't even like a major publication. The one, it, was the, some, it was some woman and her husband who the published one thing a newsletter I, out of their garage. I do really like, I do really like about the harassers. This is, this is the, the subtle thing I like. The book on I like surviving... how even my mods are commenting what the literal <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know. The book on surviving the loss of your spouse. I, I kind of like that one. That one's kind of like, that's kind of like a subtle jab. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. I'm like I'm gonna like maybe write a book that says like, so your wife cheated on you or something like that, and then just like yeah. somebody don't like you know. Right. It's like yeah, so yeah, you know what? Right. So, so your wife's banging me. So what? You know, here's here's the book about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of funny. So to continue the article, and again, I just have to read this verbatim because it is, it is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I can't like sum up the words to like summarize it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so continuing here in a statement published today, eBay said it was notified by law enforcement of suspicious behavior in August, 2019 and began its own investigation by September, 2019. It terminated all involved employees, including its former chief communications officer, eBay's former CEO, Devin Wang left the company that same month. Okay. Like, I know. (laughs) The internal investigation found that while Mr. Wang's communication were inappropriate, there was no evidence that he knew in advance about or authorized the actions that were later directed towards the blogger and her husband, eBay said. However, as the company previously announced, there were a number of considerations leading to his departure from the company, end quote from eBay. The charges would be significant if they... if they incriminated a group of rogue mid-level staffers, but the fact that the cyberstalking harassment was allegedly carried out by senior-level staff make the charges that much more disturbing. Quote, eBay does not tolerate this kind of behavior, the company said in its statement. eBay apologizes to the affected individuals and is sorry that they were subjected to this. You know what that shows is that eBay has a bunch of high-up management that got nothing better to do than... Then schedule <laughs> themselves for a software conference in Boston, drive to Natick, by the way, Natick, apparently, not Natick, Natick, Natick. Natick. Um, drive to Natick, Massachusetts, break into these people's houses, plant GPS devices on their cars, lie to police, and interfere <laughs> with an investigation, send them porn, 
Oh, and by the way, another article was quoted as sending them spiders, like jars of spiders. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's, it just boggles my mind. I, I have never read something more bizarre involving someone so high up in a company, yeah, let alone like six someones. Well, I, that's the thing. It's like someone low end probably does not care enough about the company to want to do something like this. And then someone high up was felt personally slighted enough to want to do this. I, I don't understand it. I It kind of makes me want to think that I kind of want to read what these people wrote about eBay to kind of figure out what triggered the whole thing. Cause maybe they personally insulted this guy. I don't know. I, again, there, there's no linked article here. Like I know, I know that's what I asked. And because there's no linked article to the original, I have like, no idea what blogger post, this can't be very big. Yeah. And the fact that six people went out of their way and went through this much effort to, to dox these people, to send yeah. their neighbors pornography on their behalf. Oh, I know. Yes. To, I know. <laughs> to send them jars of spiders and fetal pigs. <laughs> I, oh, jars of spiders. Like I said, I have to talk about this now because. Well, I, that's the thing. It's like, how do they I, get those jars of spiders? Did they go out and collect the spiders themselves? Or is it like, I jar? know send your is enemies there, glitter is, is, is a thing. Is there Where's a jar? The send your enemies jars of spiders. <laughs> is there a jar of spiders service? I guess you can find it on eBay. <laughs> can, can I? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> go. Let me go look on eBay. It's on eBay. eBay. You remember that old? Oh yeah. <laughs> commercial. Jars of spiders. The ballroom singer. Um. Apparently you. Uh. Nope. Nope. S p i d e r s spiders. No. Scotty says, wait, you can mail jars of spiders, but not beer. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> well, there's like, there's like fake spiders in a jar on eBay, but I don't see any live spiders. Yeah. So apparently they found a way to like send live spiders through the mail. Okay. I can't imagine that they'd actually be and alive. And they had the that they kind of time. I don't know. Is a jar of spiders a checkbox at the post office? I think it is. You have to declare. I don't remember that on the yeah. customs form, but it might be on the domestic. It's like, not. Wait, wait, wait. It's not spiders. I think it's grasshoppers. It's like it's like uh, the uh, locust mail. They don't want you to send that. Yeah. Uh, John says, I've got to have that Boston accent to say Natick. Natick. Yeah. Chatter. I, I do have a friend, uh, Polly, uh, who is about as Boston as you will ever get. So I understand the Boston accent, but I can't recreate it. Yeah. So I'm just going to say Natick, and you all can suck it. Naked. Yep. Naked. Uh, so apparently Civil found a listing for two small baby jumping spiders, unsexed, good for educational in kids, or live bait for thirteen ninety nine with six ninety nine shipping. Oh, <laughs> well, good job, Civil Pro. He 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 immediately put a bid on that after he found it. It's like yep. thirteen ninety nine for two jumping spiders, sold. Right. I remember when I was a kid, you could buy a prank, which was uh, rattlesnake eggs, and they came in like a manila envelope. Oh, oh yes, stick. okay, I remember. That's and the whole thing. It was the paper it had clip with the, the paper clip. And the yeah, bands. the washing the rubber bands. Yes, I remember. And you'd open up the package and go. 
Yeah, I, go, and, I remember yeah. those as a, as a kid, and it, yeah. when I first saw that as a kid, that freaked the heck out of me. Oh, it did. And then, like, 30 seconds later, I'm like, that's genius. You son that's, of a... Yeah. That's genius. Uh, as a 10-year-old kid, I'm like, oh, my God, there's some there's some brilliant people out there. <laughs> Wait, there's more. Ex-eBay workers send, sent critics live roaches and a bag of a bloody pig face. Wow. According to the New York Times. Wow. There are some seductive yeah. people working at eBay. What did they say? I want to know I want what the to original know. article said. I, 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 that's what I want to know, too. Is like, what cued them to want to do this? There must be something. I, I, I don't know, but I'm so curious. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I really want to know. Uh, let's see. Found by Alan, one big fat jumping spider, also unsexed, good to a, uh, good for educational and, and kids or live bait. Thirty nine ninety nine with $10 shipping. What? Really? Y- you mean I could be peeling these things off my car every morning for thirty nine ninety nine? dollars because there's those, dozens of them around those here. Those spiders are all over the place around here. Yeah. Oh, and if you need any pill bugs or some of those. Yeah, uh, pill bugs. We got those all over here too. Yeah. Uh man. <laughs> so yeah, that is one of the weirdest stories I've ever read it in was my life. Truly bizarre. Very entertaining though. I would love to see the original. Like, uh, why did that not take place in Jacksonville, Florida? Why was that Boston? Because that sounds like a Florida man story. It does. But to be fair, it could be someone who migrated from Florida to Boston. We don't know. Yeah. One hell of an unboxing video for Bite My Bits. That's Ooh, true. there's a there's a good unboxing video. Live spiders. Yeah. <laughs> no one tell him. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. I that's think, a uh, show. That is a show. That was a good ending. I really enjoyed that. That was. All right. Uh, that has been episode 137 here on Talking Heads, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time right here on Craft Computing. Make sure to like this video if you liked it and hit that subscribe button on your way down there. Leave a comment down below. Uh, thank you all for chatting. Thank you for the super chats. Uh, yeah, we didn't get to any of the super chats today, which uh, we, didn't, we didn't get too many of them, but... We only got three. Uh, okay. we, we did Record Needle and I read Big Big Spoons. Uh, uh, do some Big Big Spoon full of sugar. And uh, John actually had one later on at 10 o'clock. It said, Baboom. And I don't okay. know what that was in reference to. I don't know what that was in reference to either. But it was a $2 super chat. And John, I super, super uh, appreciate it. Um, but, uh, oh, and then he says, $5. Good night. Good night, okay, John. Okay, good night. Good Thank night. you again. Thank you so much. Um. But yeah, uh, let's see. What else? Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Uh, you can't follow Steve because he's uh, a creature of the night. Uh, yeah, I'll eventually do something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Twitter handle, but I'm not telling you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, for those who don't know the inside joke, every single episode of Talking Heads of Steve is on. I have a different explanation for where you can follow Steve. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Steam though if you want to be my friend on Steam. Yeah, what what did I say tonight? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, follow Steve. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow Steve into the void. Into the tonight's. void. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think last last time was on a horse with no name. 
Well, let's it's just different it like every that. week. Let's just let's keep the joke going. Yeah, that's right. So it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you really want to chat with him, join the Patreon. Link down yes. in the video description below and get I'll be on there. the Discord. Seriously, it's a freaking awesome place. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden, the super chat's coming in like mad. No, Reverend, no, two dollar. Here, more super chat. Uh, the D, five dollar Canadian, which is like two dollar American anymore. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Novella, two dollars. Here is more shill. Thank you. <laughs> nice. I nice don't shill. know what I'm shilling, but I appreciate it. That's good shill. Um, but anyway, seriously, join the Patreon down in the video description. Uh, like I said, really does help me keep the lights on around here. Keeps content coming to you every single week. And as a consolation prize or a bonus, you get to talk to me. Mm. Apparently people like to do that. Mm. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. And, uh, as always, we'll see you next week. See you guys later on.